Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By. I am Caitlin, and with me today are... Jake. Chris. Ames. And Liz. <gasps> and Liz. Darth I'm Liz. here. Thank Hello. you, Liz. Thank you. Well, I don't think I, we usually jump into the names so quickly, but I feel like we haven't introduced ourselves at all this entire show. Yeah, it was really forgetting here and there. Yeah. So we did it. It's happened kept just now. That part up. You know us. So that's us. And we're here to discuss, I don't know, the revenge, return of the revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Episode three, Star Wars. Episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, you got there. There's going to be some Sith and there's going to be some revenge in. Though, I feel like Revenge of the Sith is not an apt name. None of them are. Well, it's What's because, a, what are they avenging? The, the, the name. So here's the thing, right? So yeah. the name is a fucking meta in joke. Yes. Because, yeah. because of Revenge, because of, of, the revenge Jedi, of the Jedi. But so it's, it's fucking, fucking stupid. stupid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, no you know shit. what, though? If you're if you're if you're living by George Lucas's view, I guess it rhymes or something. <laughs> what a stupid fuck. I mean, Literally I guess the technically they're line. they're revenging like. They're near extinction at the hands of the Jedi thousands of years ago. That's stupid. Uh, I feel like revenge strange. Revenge might be a dish best served cold, but not, you know... This cold? Rotten. Mm. Not, I like, mean, really desiccated it was and worm-eaten. Anakin getting revenge for not being allowed on the, the rank of master. It's the revenge against oh all the sand. Oh my god, what a fucking little <laughs> bitch. Everything about this movie. I'm not a man. It's funny. I had thought to myself, oh yeah, but the Revenge of the Sith, that's like the good one, right? Kinda? And I mean, <laughs> I guess in some ways, sort of yes. Like it's I would not say- not the worst one. <laughs> yeah, well, I would say of the three, it might be the best, but- uh, What happens in this movie? God, lots and lots and lots of set pieces that are too long and boring. Oh, they like, just sit around in rooms and talk. Yeah, unless they're flying around shooting shit for three hours. Also, okay, so let's just see. Let's just summarize really briefly what happened in this movie. Because I can definitely do that. Briefly. I believe it is. Succinctly. Clearly. Concisely. You have a chosen um, one. Oh, no. Okay, so... Count Dooku, there are still after Count Dooku, and now Count Dooku's got a new friend named General Grievous, who, man, if anyone was more machine now than man, it's General Grievous. And for some reason, when they replaced all of the rest of his body with, you know, like, mechs and armor, like, fucking gears and fucking whatever, steam-powered, steam who knows what, <clears throat> they didn't replace his fucking lungs, because this bitch sounds like he has COVID the whole fucking time. <clears throat> Someone give that man a new fucking something. Get him a respirator, get him a bellows, strap a couple of bellows to his fucking lungs. Like, just get out of here. I hate it. Hate it. Also, at first he sounds like Eastern European, and then he kind of sounds Scottish. What the fuck is going on with Grievous? Anyway, it doesn't matter, because even though he has six fucking arms, Grievous is made to look like a whole fucking bitch. <laughs> but <laughs> we will get there later, because that's much later in the movie. That's at least at the six hour mark. A bitch for uh, each arm. <laughs> yeah, well... And, and and television's the box they buried it in. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, so <laughs> anyway, 
Anyway, uh, but what is a sentence? Where does a where does a sentence start? What? How do you know? Don't, don't ask George don't Lucas because he'll write you bad. No dialogue. idea. He thinks, he thinks that fucking uh, Darth Sidious going good, good, like ten times is a sentence. So he's fucking brilliant. So anyway, okay, Grievous, uh, Dooku. All right, Anakin chops off Dooku's motherfucking head, and that is like the the real beginning of the end because he is going to be. A goddamn Sith Lord. No, it's however, the beginning of the movie. <laughs> however, no, it's like 30 minutes into it. I'm no. telling you. No, it's like 20 minutes and 30 minutes is one. Oh, oh I'm sorry. 20 minutes. I'm much more reasonable. It's the, anyway. after the first, it's in the first Guys, chapter. I know it felt yeah. like about 75 hours long. It's it only did. a two hour and 20 minute movie. Uh, Shocking. 20 minutes yeah, in is like a non-trivial amount of time is all I'm saying. Hold on. Okay. We keep interrupting this summary. Okay. So, please continue. Let's, okay. Let's so just get he this chops off. Okay, Anakin chops off Dooku's head and saves the Chancellor and uh, Obi Wan from Grievous. They escape. The Jedi Council doesn't seem to be too fucking bothered by the fact that he scissor cut the head of a completely unarmed and helpless man off. They're kind of like, "Good job, Anakin." Oh, thanks, guys. They don't seem to care about that. Bunch of fucking people. Search your feelings. You know, the dark side this, the dark side that. You don't think scissor chopping someone's fucking head off is a little evil, but okay. Anyway, uh, so the Chancellor has been, like, awarded fucking uh, Emperor Dictator for Life status. Well, not yet. Well, he's gonna be, and they keep giving him more and more power. Yes. And he's like, well, uh, as my as my first command is ruler of the universe... Uh, I want little Annie on the Jedi Council so that he can do my bidding. And the Jedi Council's like, okay, he can be on the Council, but he's not a master. And Anakin has a cry. And Obi-Wan's like, don't be a bitch. And (laughs) Anakin's like, but it's all I know and I learned from watching you. As a side note, people sort of celebrate Ewan McGregor in this film like he's good. He's not good. Ewan McGregor is also bad in this movie. Everything is bad in this movie. Ewan McGregor, not good. If 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 if, you, if this was all I ever saw Ewan McGregor in, I would say, wow, he's also shit. Ian McDiarmid is great, and I will not hear otherwise. Ian McDiarmid, the Emperor. I'm not talking about Ian McDiarmid. Talking about Ewan McGregor. Dave, you said everything's bad. I say he's good. Hey, more like Ewan McGregor. Am I right? Yes, <laughs> you actually are right. Anyway, okay, chop off a head, he's on the council, but he's not a master, and the council's like, if you want to be a master so bad, why don't you spy on the chancellor? And for some reason, Anakin's like, no, because he tells me I'm pretty and I don't want to spy on him. Oh, and Padme's pregnant, by the oh, way. Oh, I forgot Padme was in this movie. Cause yeah, she's me really too, not. you know why? Because she's been fucking reduced to a fucking incubator who gives up on everything because the little asshole that accidentally put a couple of babies in her is a dick, so she just dies. Why? Because she gives up. She just doesn't want to live, guys. That's what it's like to be loved by Anakin. If you can't have Anakin, why would you want to live? I mean, even... Here's the thing. As a side note to the summary, we're having... This is the the summary. Jesus God. This is still the summary. (laughs) Padme dies, and, 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 and here's the thing. She's already been reduced to baby incubator, but if she's been reduced to baby incubator, then she should live for those babies. It should be like, everything else is ruined and my life is terrible and I wish I could die, but I'm going to live for my children. Okay, That's we'll what come she should have done. Not in but the summer. instead, it's all about the man. Hate this fucking movie. Anyway, uh, Padme's pregnant. Uh, the Chancellor's bad. He's like, hey. Oh, uh, and uh, let's see. So Anakin wakes up and he has like a nightmare about Padme dying. And 
Palpatine, Sidious, whatever the fuck is Senator Dickhead is like, oh, you know, there once <laughs> was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> there once <laughs> I really want to try to write a limerick now. There once was a Sith from oh, no. Nantucket. Anyway, never wrap that. it up. Let's uh, wrap it up. I'll write it later. Anyway, so uh, he's like, hey, did you know that the Siths know how to like keep people from dying? Wouldn't that be great if you could keep the people you love from dying? And Anakin's like, oh my god, that would so be great. What a dink. Uh, meanwhile, I don't even know. Obi-Wan goes to, like, track down Grievous, and he's, it's like him against, him and his lizard bird against, I don't know, 9,000 droids and a Grievous, and who knows what the fuck else. He jumps in, he announces himself with his famous, hello there! And yeah. then, again, as I mentioned earlier, makes a complete bitch of Grievous. Grievous is like, I know a little something about your fucking Jedi tactics. Whips out like 45,000 lightsabers and starts helicoptering them. Don't understand which Jedi would have taught him that. But fine. And gets Yoda. fucking limb after limb after limb after limb hacked off like a bitch. You didn't learn anything you're terrible or as you put it like the black knight from monty python yeah seriously i really hope that someone has made that comparison because ah. grievous is like it's a fucking flesh wound and ian mcgregor's like uh literally every limb you have is totally gone and your spider crawling on the floor which was really creepy actually that had some exorcist exorcist vibes that going down the stairs bit oh gross anyway ian mcgregor saves the day i mean i guess but he's too late because Anakin is, I don't know, murdering younglings and burning down <laughs> Jedi temples and I don't know. It, Ewan McGregor shows up just in time to fucking have the high ground. Thank God. And wouldn't even piss on Anakin Skywalker if he was on fire. Literally, we find out. Oh, I skipped the whole thing, too. Uh, That's okay. It's okay that you skipped it. Order 66. Sidious. He killed everybody. Sidious killed everybody. Fucking 18,000 Jedis showed up to fight him, and he killed every single fucking one of them. Especially Kid Fisto. Including Mm. fucking Mace Windu, which we're watching the movie, and I'm like, what? How? You are a mushroom cloud dropping motherfucker, motherfucker. Fight back. What is happening? And Mace Windu is just like, ooh, I'm dead. Ugh, God, what a bunch of bullshit. Anyway, this movie's terrible, the end. Anakin unfortunately lives. Padme fortunately dies. Luke and Leia are born. The end. Are we done with that's, the summary? I may, I, 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 hope I may so. have regretted the, um, encouraging Caitlin to wing it. <laughs> Listen, Ames, we can just, we can cut it all. No, no, I'll keep it. We watched a bad yeah. movie. That's the summary. Though, as yeah, I man. put it, the, the summary is four-hour space battle, way too much bad dialogue, 12-hour lightsaber duel. God that's your dialogue. movie. But. Yeah, the dueling fucking duels of CG Yoda throwing boats at the Emperor and... And the interspliced with the other fight. Yeah, the most okay. I Are we get starting it. starting at the end like we tend to do? <laughs> I, I I understand that the confrontation between Anakin and Obi Wan has been foretold since the first movie, and you know it was <laughs> when Obi Wan was like, "Someday when Qui Gon's not looking, I'm gonna fucking murder that little shit." <clears throat> um. No. No. I mean. I mean. Episode four. I mean. You know. You know, new, new oh, the actual because that was the rematch, right? Yeah, you know, 
they they in their old age they're like you know what we don't need to do the fancy leaps and dancing on top of robots bit we'll just we'll just stand here and, and awkwardly wave sticks to, at each other we literally can't um but anyway yeah so in the the minds of the fans it's like oh this is the epic battle this is the battle to end all battles like this is the duel of the fates eh um, oh, they ruined that move that that song for this movie uh, and i'm so upset and like george lucas knowing this is like well this has to be the longest, the most ridiculous, uh, with the most lava of any <laughs> fight we've seen so far, and boy, did he deliver. Remember the well, other like week when we were surprised when, because I actually checked, the pod race, when you when you go from start line to finish line, just over nine minutes long, and you were like, wow, it yeah, seems so much longer than that. I'm does. pretty sure if you string together the whole volcano fight, it's five hours long. <laughs> At yeah. least. It's so long. I mean, it's probably not actually screen time wise that long, but like it just it's far too long to do what it needs to do. You stop being invested in the emotions of the characters after about minute one of 55. Assuming you ever were. Yeah. I was the characters have to have emotions for me to get invested in them. Yeah. Well, they it, like it really doesn't help. They kept cutting back to the Yoda Emperor fight. Oh, which, which they needed to cut entirely. We didn't need any of it. It was so no. bad. And it's like I said last week. Like George doesn't get it. A battle between super high-powered force wielders shouldn't involve lightsabers. It should be something incomprehensible to mm-hmm. the rest of us. It should involve the force. I guess. Well, then, then again, that is. Definitely tricky to pull off because I'm thinking of the fight between Gandalf and Sauron in Lord of the Rings and how it was just like, all right, well, he's making Gandalf breakdance and that looks silly. A little bit, mm. but. So it's I just, I mean, it, it, tricky it, to pull off. Yeah, I, I, George isn't the director to figure it out. Um, yeah, and they just like, and like, yeah, because it started out lightsabers, which was stupid. And then it went into the phase of the fight that was just throwing boats at each other, which was even dumber and looked real because when bad. you have two people that are fighting and both of them can use the force to to manipulate flying boats throwing boats at each other doesn't really do anything no it's just kind of like a tennis match at that point yeah waiting for somebody to fuck up yeah so not only was lucas not the one to direct this this bit He's also not the one to write write for it because he doesn't he doesn't know how to write Yoda. It's like he doesn't know how, how to write every line is backwards, and that's what he that's all he thinks Yoda does is talk back. Okay, but, figured it but out. I figured it out. Yeah, I figured out why that is. So we complaining because he doesn't really talk that stupid, you know, in the original trilogy. And the reason being is, did you see that one moment where? Fucking Palpatine wung him across the room and he smashed <laughs> the shit out of his head and concussed himself. That's what it is. They can cuss him into speaking more normally. It's all explained now. It's like mm. how, you know, human beings, young children, they get a concussion, they become serial killers. Well, apparently <laughs> when you, what happens to Yoda's people is they learn how to speak properly. Well, maybe maybe Yoda concussed. Maybe he used to speak properly, had an injury, that screwed up his speech, and then whatever the emperor did to him in this movie, like knocked whatever was out of place back into place and, and now he's he's at, he should be thanking the emperor honestly yeah yeah 
all the all the booba robots in the world couldn't <laughs> couldn't fix Yoda's scrambled brains, but uh, but the Emperor throwing him across a room could. That's my theory, actually, though, about why Padme dies. It's not actually that she just lost the will to live. It's that these robots aren't programmed to deal with humans. Oh no! It's like the Telosians and Vina. That, I was gonna say like uh, Doctor Zoidberg and anyone, but that too. <laughs> um, what are they designed to work why on? Not Other Zoidberg. robots? Do well, they deliver you know, robot if, babies? If you look around in the background, there are these weird little aliens walking around that kind of look like the Booba robots. So I mean, uh. it's used to working on them. So really, what it was is she actually just had massive internal bleeding, but they had no idea. So here's my question then: Why is the decision that Padme just lost the will to live and that's what she died of instead of Anakin did actually kill her because George Lucas is a hack I mean would that be would that am I wrong in thinking that would be better if it was accurate to say Anakin resulted in her death when he threw her around and choked her a bunch yeah I mean that would have been better like yeah because that really would just be the ultimate failure for him Mm -hmm. you know yeah, but in trying to save her, he was the one that lying. brought it on. Sorry, what did yeah. you say, Jake? I said, because it's important, I guess, that the Emperor lie to him about how she died. Does the Emperor know okay. she's dead? See, that's... No, I think the Emperor thinks she's dead. I think Why? That the Emperor thinks she's dead, too. But I think that he knows that he didn't actually kill her, and he was just lying to her to... Is this from reading because the Force? He, he has this big smile on his face as he's lying to him behind his back. There's no way he doesn't know but exactly how she died. He wasn't there. All, all anyone knows is Padme's dead. He how do they know the that? Emperor. They fucking the, search he, their feelings all the time for this shit. He knows. He's got well, so much Jake, fucking can force I just power. tell you that I'm so glad that you fucking said that? Because I said the same thing, and Chris was like, oh, oh he knew, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no. No, he I knew. think okay. He absolutely fucking knew. I think that he knew. I think that because here's the thing. He's been manipulating this whole situation. He whatever force he power he situation. has lets him lets him see things that are happening all, you know, far and wide. So I think he knew not I don't think anybody had to tell him that Padme died. I just think he knew or tinfoil hat time. Yes. He used the force to sap her will to live and that's cause her good. To die. Oh, I, I like I'd that. that. That's excellent. That. More sense. They should have made that implicit. God fucking damn it. See, I, I George, I feel like must read like 19th century novels where like people die of um oh god, what stupid on we <laughs> yeah and think that's oh, real. Broken you know? <laughs> like he must actually think people can die of 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 uh, shock. Well, you can't die of shock if it's severe enough. But, you know, <laughs> like, being spooked by a mouse could kill you in 1890. Mm-hmm. And shit like that. And I think he must think that's actually... Is it that people can die of this sort of thing? Or is it that women can die of this sort of thing? <gasps> oh, definitely women. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, the writing I, of I women in this is god-awful. I can't see a Star Wars male character woman. dying of a broken heart. There's no, one woman true. in this movie. Maybe Kit Fisto. Um, no, uh, Kit Fisto doesn't actually have a heart. He has a series of fluid-filled bladders. <laughs> ah. So yeah. So speaking of the Padme dying and the Emperor manipulating situation, yeah, the Emperor beamed the vision into 
Anakin's head, right? Like Ooh, that's, yeah, he must like, that's like idea. a wormhole alien. Well, I don't he know, had I mean, to because that's how he was like. Do you know you can save people from dying? He must well, have. I, the thing is, though, she does actually die in childbirth, like in his vision. He just doesn't know it's his fault because he made it happen. It's great, Emperor. Excellent. Like, Honestly, I think the Emperor Pal- Palpatine pulls all of this off, and it's impressive as fuck. Oh, yeah, like, honestly, by the end of this movie, I'm on his side just because he's so good at it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. He's he should o- be in charge. He's the only one in this whole fucking movie who have who has any motivation. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, <laughs> or like, like a plan. Yeah. Any plan. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and like we were talking about it yesterday. Jesus, could you see yourself just being like someone comes along and is like, yeah, I'm going to kill all the Jedi. And like, yeah, sure. That's fine. I said, well, let's put it in real world terms. If someone rose to the presidency, it was like, I am going to go murder every evangelical preacher with a private jet. I'd go, okay. And it's not just that they have private jets. They're also cops who are above the law. Yeah. So, like, like yeah, really, the Jedi, like, like you, let's, yeah. put, let's play Darth's advocate for a second. I think. Let's play Darth's advocate. The, um, oh, there's your title. <laughs> Jake, I love you. Go I don't on. know. Like. Not that they're necessarily like they because they, they, they don't show themselves to be evil, but but the Jedi are too goddamn powerful, not just in terms of their force powers, but in terms of their political and military power. Yeah, they they are. They are the law to mm-hmm. the extent that like when it comes out that the that the chancellor might have been, you know, not on the level, they just think they can march in there and just arrest and murder him yeah um versus you know like being like hey the em- you know this war we're having it was created that guy he he made it all up he's on he's playing both sides yeah and then you know there's side. some judicial process but then they're like no the no he controls the courts we have to take matters into our own yeah, hands. that doesn't make any fucking sense like that well okay <laughs> so yeah the the jedi clearly needed a check oh they needed a big kick in the balls I mean, yeah. really, when you look at the history of the Star Wars universe, everyone would be better off if all the Force users went away. Mm. Like, everything that goes wrong in this universe is because a bunch of priests are mad at each other. And yeah. the ordinary population keeps getting caught in the middle. Yeah, they're ostensibly, I mean, uh, I'm definitely going to mix up what I, like, my understanding of the plot between the movies and the Good, there wars. isn't any. Go ahead. Good. Okay, then I'm probably drawing a lot more, extrapolating a lot more from Clone Wars. But, um, I mean, the Jedi are spo- they're supposed to be in their temple. They're not supposed to be involved in po- politics. They're not supposed to be meddling. And then, at th- but here we are at this point in the movie, and they're they're all generals and they're all leading commands and deciding what needs to be done. Yeah, help the um, Wookies out. What? Yeah, and they're supposed to be like you know, uh, I guess assisting and advising the council the not the council the the senate Senate. and they're just they're calling the shots like they're definitely overstepping their bounds to uh use uh military and political forces to fight with you know their rivals the sith and yeah i think i agree with chris (laughs) i think the force users are the big they're just they're just the source of all problems yeah all of them i mean light and dark side like just like, the ordinary people should get together, shove them all into a rocket, shoot them out of the galaxy, <laughs> everyone will be happier. Mm. I mean, yeah, there's still going to be problems left in the world, though, but... Well, what's yes, most but wild about these movies is I think they kind of end up boiling down to government is hard. 
And mm-hmm. I, I follow almost none of it because all the political machinations of this world are so complicated. But these are also movies for children. And yeah. what did they? What are they going to understand about? Oh, this is how democracy dies. Do they understand what they're doing? No, the kids kids aren't going to understand this. They no. love when Yoda throws boats at Sidious. It's their See, the favorite. Problem is, the Stupid biggest problem kids. here is that, like, yes, the political machinations are incredibly complex, and it's it's really hard to follow. Especially like this movie's simpler than the other ones, but you know, like yeah. the episode two, the Senate isn't even really there. Um, <laughs> So like yeah, and it's, and I feel like the Phantom Menace politicking was like the most complex because you know the trade fetter fuck. Oh God. That. Um, but anyway, um, in this one, while they made the 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 plotting very complicated, the it's it's all extremely simplistic from the good versus evil bullshit. Mm. Definitely, and and like what I think it really could have used, mm. and maybe this isn't Star Wars. Maybe I'm t- wishing for a different, you know, maybe this is better for Babylon Five or something. But it could have really used some nuance, right? Mm. You know, like I would have liked, like Anakin goes out and goes, "Well, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil." Okay, explain that to me. Or, yeah. No, 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 don't explain it to me. Show it. Show it to yeah. me. Show me yeah. the Jedi doing something. That like yes, them going into the Sidious's office and trying to fuck him up. Okay, that's a bad thing, but it's not portrayed in the film that way. Like, let's see the Jedi do something that justifies Anakin's opinion, because at this well, point but, he only has that opinion because the Emperor told him. Yeah, because one well, person I, told him. I was gonna say that's, but that's I mean, one person showed, showed uh, didn't show but told. Yeah, but, I mean, that's basically been uh, considered the politics of our country for the last years. Like, to me, this actually feels very believable, because you've we've had the one person in power telling all his idiots how things are, and then swallowing it hook, line, and sinker. Like, Anakin doesn't have to have a reason beyond, because... Maybe he Darth, doesn't, but Darth Trumpius said so. Good storytelling does, though. Good storytelling. Oh, yeah, also, but we, we're told come on, that he's guys, not are you still a dumb guy, for that right? At this he, point in this? Like, despite how he's portrayed in this film, he's supposed to be a smart person and a and a skilled. Yeah, he's being trained warrior. by Obi Wan, who's supposed to be the best one. Okay, um, but also see, also jumping in behind like thousands of troops and announcing himself. I don't think Obi Wan's very fucking good at this either. No, to be o- honest. Okay, let's let's take a break. Let's talk about Obi Wan. And how he's fucked up. I don't know how this guy is viewed as a hero anymore. Because everything is his fault. Everything is his fault. Okay? Right? I'm sorry. The Force. The Force made everything go this way. Okay, so he... I mean, okay, really everything's Qui-Gon's fault. But (laughs) we'll take that away for a second. So he trained... He trained Anakin. He did not train him well. We knew Anakin was volatile. The Jedi Council knew Anakin was volatile. Obi-Wan paid no mind to that, treated him like shit, talked down to him, embarrassed him in front of people, and just, you know, you know, treated him like a bitch. Not that he didn't deserve it. Anakin is a bitch. But Obi-Wan wasn't helping the situation. So Obi-Wan fucks up, doesn't, and, and, and also he's completely unaware so apparently Anakin has been being groomed by the Emperor in in all definitions of the right word. Right under his nose. And banging for, Padme. For, for years. 
and banging Padme, who Obi-Wan thought was his girlfriend, but you know, we're not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> oh, we should get into that. But um, anyway. Um, Obi-Wan did. So, hey. So, so Anakin's been giving handies to the Emperor for years. Oh, and and Obi-Wan oh, has had no idea about this. Or he's like, oh, they're just friends. Yeah, okay, they're just friends. But clearly there's something going on here. Maybe, you know, the Jedi have told you many times, Obi-Wan, that this kid is fucking a loose cannon and he's gonna he's got too much fear and anger maybe you should keep an eye on it maybe you should keep an eye on his relationships with with you know pat well, no, hold on. Let, make... let's let's be fair on the one hand they're like he's volatile and angry and all this but then they go but he might be the chosen one yeah. it's only in this he's... film where someone finally goes again like wait maybe? why do we think that <laughs> yeah because qui-gon said so yeah, quite. No, because his midichlorian count said so. Yeah, it's the midi midi midichlorian. Anyway, so so okay, so he fucks up. He basically neglects his duty. Mm-hmm. He abdicates mm-hmm. his duty to to train and and guide Anakin and lets him become a Sith. And then after he becomes a Sith, he doesn't even make any actual attempt to like redeem him. Bring him he's back. Just like, he's just like, no, he's gone. He's he's gone. Like there's a scene where Padme says to Anakin at the end, she's like, she's like. Obi-Wan, he wants to help us. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. He literally wants to kill him. Like, he's not showing, he's not here to negotiate. He's here to, to slice. So, and then when he does his slicing, he does his final great fuck up by not just ending it. By, like, A, it's an asshole move to leave somebody for dead who's in horrible, horrible pain. Yeah, like, dude, that what is the fuck? Evil. That's, like, how mm-hmm. is that exactly? That's not very fucking Jedi-like. And or then, is it? And like, also, Shit. it's like, dude, fucking double tap, okay? <laughs> like, this guy. Rule one. This, this fader guy, you know he's a piece of shit. You know he murders kids. You know he murders everybody. Just, just get rid of him. His eyes are yellow now. You had no problem blasting poor grie- gr- grievances' guts out. <laughs> grievances. But, you know, you can't fucking just give it quick. You know, next slice to this guy. God damn it, Obi Wan! You, you are pick, the worst Jedi. Pick him up Jedi. with the Force and hey. throw him in the lava. Hey, but if, listen, if, if Ray is the last Jedi, Obi Wan is the worst Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, listen. At least we had a scene of him shooting someone with a blaster and tossing it away and be like, "Ugh, how uncivilized!" Oh, and his okay. fucking so quippiness. Should... The quippiness that they, they did it in the last. Seriously, movie who is too. he quipping for? Who the fuck he is quips, he talking to? Like uh, he does the it audience constantly. When there's nobody around, and he must just like think to himself later, like, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> this is gonna make this is gonna be good great one, in the movie. <laughs> Here's what really oh, pisses me off. So proud about that scene. Which one? The shoot and grievous scene. Oh, that scene is like he lets go of the blaster to pull himself up, and then picks it up again just so he can throw it aside and go Helen civilized. Because he knew Grievous Don't was dead. Don't dare give him a John Pertwee voice. It, I wasn't trying to. I just fucked up the impression. All right, fine. But, uh, like, it wasn't that he thought, oh, he might be alive after fire shot out of his eyes. It was that George needed him to have the gun in his hand to be able to throw it aside. Like, he never should have let go of it in the first place if that's all George wanted. But George is a bad director. You're, you're right, Chris. Worst scene in the movie. <laughs> oh, I didn't say it was the worst, but it drove me fucking <laughs> I think this is the first time I ever noticed he actually put the gun down and then picks it back up. I think I always thought he just had it in his hand the whole time. So the fact that I noticed it this time, I was just like, wow, that's an extra layer of suck. 
So since we're talking about the ugliness of the mechanics of the Grievous fight, do you guys notice how when, like, Grievous picked him up by his, like, robe that his hand was, like, floating through his robe and shit? The CG was so jank. Oh, was I was super, super sad when he when he tried to pat Boga, his Varactyl, the lizard thing, whom I love, by the way. I do yeah, love same. Boga. He was good. Uh, and he has to pat her, and you can just tell, like, his hand is just not touching a fucking thing, and it looks real janky. It did, yeah. I like, noticed that, too. At least even the way he's reacting to, like, you know, the reaction shots of, like, Grievous coming on, coming, oh, coming yeah. at him. Lacking. It's like, this, this is really, I mean, before, like, before that... Oh, or before rewatching any of it, um, I would have like the 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 concession I I would generally make is that George Lucas is a good action director, and in many cases, yes. In this case, it looked dumb as fuck. Well, like, and at one point, what what scene was it? Was it when he was fighting the things in Grievous? No, no, no. It was when they were fighting something with Count Dooku. Was it during the Count Dooku part? Anyway, we're watching some scene where, like, Obi-Wan is, like, doing his little jumping around and doing flips and shit on his entirely green-screened background. Mm -hmm. And I turned to Chris and I said, okay, this right here, this feels like cheap television. This right here... Oh, yes, that was was towards the beginning. Feels like the Power Rangers or some garbage. Like, it was so flat and so bad, and nothing was mixing with anything. Like, everything about this, it's... Ugh just feels yeah. like a fail from start to finish on everything. Because that's the thing. That's, like, the one thing you've come to expect from this, well, sort of, like you said, Liz, is that the action is good and that they, like, usually create at least a pretty backdrop. It isn't always, like, well executed, but it was extremely not well executed ever yeah. in the, any the, of the, the scenes. There's many scenes in this, and I don't know if it's, you know, I guess this is 15 years ago and the technology wasn't then what it is now, but... Just some of the compositing mm-hmm. was just so bad. Oh yeah, like it looked like it looked like you know how sometimes you'll see a pre-release or uh, I don't know what it is, but like uh, like the unfinished CG version of something. Yeah, like a trailer have, that you can tell the CG is not. Yeah, done. where they haven't quite blended the lighting, they haven't quite adjusted the the colors between the the real footage and the CG. But like everything was like that. Yeah, and this was the final cut, so. This was the DVD release. <laughs> I will say, here's here's one nice thing I can say about this movie. <gasps> we love Boca. It's over? Uh, we, okay, two things. We never have to watch it again. Three things. Okay. It gives us, I think, the first ever 3D space battle. Like, first it opens. Ever? Uh, I mean, yes. I like. I really, like, aside from that one moment in Star Trek 2 where they remember they have an extra axis, <laughs> like... This was, you know, because they, they do that opening shot where they both go down, for lack of a better term, in their fighters. You see there's just layers upon layers of space battle, and it's like, yes, look, three dimensions. Mm. Thank you. Finally. Not that you do much yeah. with it beyond that, but... But there's at least, like, an acknowledgement of the y uh, the Z-axis. Yeah. You're yeah. also, though, to then take away from that immediately. They don't have airplanes anymore. But why they do they a, have a landing yeah, strip? Yeah, why do they have a fucking <laughs> runway? I asked the same fucking thing. I'm like, why is there a landing strip? It like it could have just been like a long stretch of Highway. flat surface, but it was Prairie. specifically and there was even a control tower. Yeah. So it's straight up an airport. Yep. Why? Constructed why? for the war? 
But why? They don't have airplanes. They yeah, have every, anti-grav. Everything can can take yeah. off going vertically and can yeah. land going vertically now. That's also true. Like, unless there's a novel somewhere where we find out that, like, Palpatine is an avid airplane enthusiast, and, like, <laughs> on the weekends he putters around, and be like, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know, I'd buy that. The Emperor's flying his fucking antique again, and he's like, hooray! Look at me go! Oh, Call it man. the Spruce Moose! <laughs> 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 oh. Yeah, he was definitely the best part of this movie. I think he was the only person that understood he was in a terrible movie and was just running with it. Yeah. Like, I think everyone else kept thinking with these movies, like, all right, we'll make this one better. No, no, we'll fix it with this one. We'll be, he was just like, this is so dumb. I'm just going to go, like, full weirdo. Well, but like, also, he was in the original. He already got to be in good Star Wars. Yeah. Well, he was in yeah, Jedi. Did he, though? He was in Jedi, so. But he was in the, like, good, better than this. He was in the good part of Jedi. That's true. Yeah, he was he was also the best part of that movie. Yeah, but like um, here, he's I I love like the like his lightsaber fight was completely unnecessary oh, with so Yoda. Bad. Yeah, but well, his duel though with the other Jedi though is just the fucking bizarre noises he makes. His stance is terrible. Well, yeah, it leaves also, him wide open, and yet no one can hit him. It's amazing. And yeah, I I so, so that, yeah that was the thing I was going to ask is like is it is there some like beta cannon or something that establishes that he like uses the force to paralyze the Jedi so that they can't react because <laughs> no idea. The, there's two randos, there's Kit Fisto and they all so just three get, randos. They get, <laughs> I mean, no Kit Fisto not a rando. He's a top Jedi. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, <laughs> so he slices them down like butter. Yeah. And like even Mace Windu, who does hold his own for at least a little while. Even he looks like he's like, oh, shit, this guy's too much for me. And meanwhile, he's just like, eh. eh well, eh. and according to, like, the one thing I do know from, from Beta Cannon is, like, Mace's style is a particularly hard-to-master style in that's world, supposed to be, or... like, in-world, uh, in-world. Oh, dear. That, like, is really, like, if you can master it, though, holy shit, no one can fuck with you. And here's Palpatine, who just, like, pokes and swings, and goes, and he wins. Well, because how do you fight again? It's, it's like when people, like, people who are really bad at chess will win chess just because they don't know what they're doing. Like, so much of chess is knowing what your person's next move is going to be. Maybe that's what it is to be, a, to be able to do the Jedi techniques, is knowing, okay, if he swings like this, he's going to parry like that next mm. and dodge like this and do this backflip. But when you're dealing with the Emperor, who's literally just doing the, like, button-mashing equivalent of kicking your ass, you don't know how to deal with it. You can't block. I, I feel I like definitely... there was a comment between, I want to say Yoda and Windu at some point, saying, like, that their powers were being, like... Yeah, that was never like, really expanded squashed down upon. a little bit, and you didn't... And it was never no, clear no, what no they meant. Yeah, um, was that whether it was... the last one? Oh, I don't remember. I just happened to see a clip when I was looking up I think it was in episode up. two. I think it feels like, like that would be more than just a throwaway But they were talking line. about like their ability to perceive things, like like like, and I think that was the emperor was putting out some kind of dampening field to prevent them from detecting him or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is crazy powerful. Like, how many times did Jedi sit right across his desk and were just like, "Well, he's a kind of shady old man, but he's certainly no Sith Lord." Yeah. Speaking of, he's certainly no Sith Lord. 
what was this plan from the beginning? Because I don't think they ever really explained what, what happened and you're left to infer many different possibilities when Grievous kidnapped Dooku. No, the Grievous kidnapped... Palpatine. Palpatine. And Dooku, Dooku was there? I, I, I've no, already no, Dooku, forgotten so, what the okay, fuck happened. Okay, so here's the thing. Someone so, so help. Dooku... Yes. Dooku and Grievous are on the same side. Cool. Grievous works for Dooku. Okay, cool. He's like his general. Friend. Which, by the way, I don't think we needed another baddie. I think we no. could have just lived with Dooku. We, we didn't yeah. even finish this first baddie. Who the fuck um, was Dooku? <laughs> we don't know. Like, like that's the thing. I don't know why we like dispatched him so early in this he? film. And then we have to, now we have to deal with this new bad guy that we don't know anything about. Yeah. They should have just been Dooku the whole time. Maybe just Christopher Lee was, you know, wasn't up to the physical task of, of doing the whole movie or something, but I don't no, know. George, no, it was that he didn't have six fucking arms. George yeah. wanted to make a new action figure. Of. Yeah, that's tr that's mm. the real reason. He was, uh, And like was nobody it? was buying old man action figures. Yeah, they figured, okay, um, first movie is going to be Maul with his double lightsaber. Next movie is going to be uh, Dooku, who's an old guy. <laughs> Third movie, we've got we've to gotta get one that's even more powerful. It has a new cool thing. Four lightsabers. And a windmill Which, mode. By the way, by the fucking way. Uh-oh. I noticed, this is nothing I never noticed before, but I noticed on this watch. So at one point, towards the beginning, he steals Obi-Wan's and Anakin's lightsabers. And puts them in his they, Im they immediately steal them back. Yes. The four lightsabers he has at the end are two random ones... Obi-Wan's and Anakin's. How do you know? Did it show a close-up? Or could it yep. have been other one? Oh, shit. Yep, and believe me, if any of us in this room yeah, has say. looked way too long at pictures of lightsabers... Yeah, I'm, I, 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 I believe you. Alright, let's Actually, go back. I an article uh, on it anyway, yeah, on yeah. So, so, yeah. Go, so go back, Dooku... explain the plan to me again, because okay, so yes, I'm yes. still lost. Dooku is Grievous's boss at the beginning. Okay. They kidnap... The well, Palpatine, Palpatine. but they don't right. really kidnap him. He kidnaps himself. Well, okay? I kind of he pulls a Lebowski. I um, assumed that he they did, but it's because they didn't realize that Palpatine and Sidious are the same person. I assumed here's no, my Duke here's knows. the only way it Duke makes Duke sense knows. to me. Did Sidious tell them to kidnap Palpatine, and therefore Palpatine was just letting himself get kidnapped because he thought it would be funny? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's possible, but I I assumed. Dooku knows that Palpatine and Sidious are the same. I don't know. Maybe, but I don't. I don't think Grievous does, though. I don't think he Grievous does. No, I th I think he does because when when Anakin has him at saber point and is in the position to kill him, and and Palpatine says, "Do it." Um, Dooku kind of looks at Palpatine like, "Wait, wait, what?" Like, dude. Seriously? Yeah, I've never understood why he doesn't immediately go, whoa, whoa, Anakin, hey, uh, buddy, that, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, hold it. <laughs> yeah. Got a lot of things to tell you. Because Anakin hesitates. Because he's paralyzed him with his force power, apparently, which he can do. Because, yeah, like, I, just I decided. I'm with you, Jake. I always kind of, it seemed, especially the way episode two ends, and the face Sidious, uh, Tyrannodooku, makes at Sidious, Jesus like, oh wait, Dooku is Tyrannus? Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. Um Can we just, can anyone have one fucking name in this movie? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You gotta Christ. have your real name and your Darth name. 
Thank God the Jedi just have one name. Uh, so Obi Wan and Ben. Well, that's Count Dooku is his real name. Quote. Yes. Oh, that's fucking unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And, He's also and not a count. He looks like a dildo. Oh, well, that's uh, actually that's part of what makes him so fun. Liz. His parents just <laughs> named him Count, like like Baron <laughs> Trump. Oh my god, like Baron Trump. Oh, oh I no. forgot all about that poor little prick. Little nothing. He's six foot seven now. Is he literally? Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Yeah, is he an adult? He sprung up. Oh, yeah, anyway, what are you saying? I think I'm trying to remember. I'm really like suddenly I'm drawing a blank on like half of the Clone Wars series, but I feel like the way they played it in Clone Wars was that like whenever Dooku and Palpatine were talking, and it would be via like hollow whatever, um, you know, you'd you'd be seeing Darth Sidious, you'd see the cowl, yeah. you'd see the, the you know the Emperor voice and all of that. I I think. I think at least uh, if you're going by what they were working with in Clone Wars cartoon, they were they seem to be implying that that like he an Instagram aware. filter. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the issue okay. though is I, that I, okay, I'll buy that that he that he wasn't aware that he was Palpatine. But oh, I think, yes. I think okay, that good. I, I also so. think that uh, I think because because uh, the Trade Federation guy he didn't know that they were the same either. Yeah, no. Oh no, not no. at all. But he's low tier uh, in the plan. Of course, he's fucking he wouldn't know. stupid. Yeah, they don't know anything. I mean, yeah, that's true though. Like, because Sidious get, or uh, Tyrannus makes it to the rank of Darth. Yeah, which is which. Come on, okay. So let's think about our other Darths that we have. We have Darth Maul, fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader, fucking badass. We got Darth Sidious, not really badass, but yeah, I mean, in his own way. He's a different and, kind of power. Like, but they all have something like unique and scary about them. Like Darth Maul's painted all black and red. He's got the horns. Darth Sidious got a fucked up face and a scary voice and wears a hood. Darth Vader, need I say more? And then we have Darth Tyrannus, old man, <laughs> just old man. Nothing yeah. scary. Nothing intimidating. Yo. Former like, Jedi. Really, like when, yeah, I guess he's got. Yeah, he's got. Christopher a deep Lee voice. has a metal band. Yeah, he's got a metal band. That's excellent. He yes. he killed Nazis, you know. Yeah, Christopher Lee is way more badass than Count yeah. Dooku. Yeah. Christopher um, Lee is kind of more badass than basically anyone. Though, like, maybe he fair. should have been Qui-Gon or something. But oh, that'd be fun. I mean, I think they 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 could have done more with Dooku. Just, just because he's an old man doesn't mean he couldn't have. Like, I mean, Palpatine is also just an old man. Um, oh. It's just that. If if only they had gotten a director who wasn't George Lucas, like a director who could work with people, he could have just with with Darth Tyrannus, they could have gone with the angle of just he's another one who just radiates, you know, the power of the dark side and like everyone around him just, you know, like you could have seen his effect on everyone around him or something rather than just like, I'm just a dude standing here with a funny looking lightsaber and then we and then we dance. Like, it feels like he found out he could get Christopher Lee. So he got Christopher <laughs> Lee. Because mm. yeah. it, it, it always strikes me as odd as like, like I get that he's an older guy and yeah, he was already kind of disillusioned with the Jedi in his own way and he was Qui-Gon's old teacher. So maybe that's where Qui-Gon's rebellious streak came from. But like, it still just feels like you're not as some old Sith dude gonna try to turn another old dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're planning for the future. 
That's why his original apprentice was Darth Maul, who seemed pretty young. That's why he's been, like, prepping Anakin this whole time. Maybe that's why he went with an old dude. He's like, Yeah, maybe uh, he just knew that, that. Maybe he knew that this was, like, a, a, a step towards a better apprentice. But here, okay, so, but I want to, so Chris said something a moment ago. I wanted, I think you could just solve Star Wars, Chris. Hooray! It should have just say? been Qui-Gon. It should have just been Qui-Gon the whole fucking time. Okay, so imagine this. Oh, you, you have the you know you have Obi Wan. He's been trained. He's been training. All of a sudden, his his master, who he trusts and loves, and who's guided him all this time, is killed in in the line of battle, and then comes back and turns out to be the bad guy. And that's why he started training oh, wait. little Anakin. Wait, no, hold on. I just I just restated the plot to Batman Begins. With, with the exact same, with with the same actor. It's always fucking yeah. Batman, and I can't fucking stand us. No, but you I actually, I, I stopped bringing him up ages ago too. It's other people now. I God think that would have been. I but I but I mean I'm not. I'm, I mean that's a joke. But I actually do think if it had turned out that Qui Gon had become disillusioned with the Jedi, which was the seeds of that were already kind of planted in the first movie because he had disagreements with this council about about Anakin died got picked up by palpy and uh fixed up and he was the new darth that would have been interesting yeah it would have been interesting alternately like i think it would have been if it had been made more explicit that like had he lived to train anakin things would have worked out better Mm. because he does have problems with the jedi and i think as we've all realized is like Kind of part of the point of these movies is the Jedi have maybe gone a little astray. And it's the fact that the more beholden to the council, Obi-Wan is the one trying to raise the Chosen One, that things kind of go wrong. And like, if he'd been under a master who was more willing to be like, okay, now just so you understand, these guys, assholes. Have to keep them happy, though, just smile and nod. Like, maybe he would have turned out better. You know, if he was being told about the living force instead of whatever fucking bullshit the council talks about. See, I also think that having a character who, like, I think the problem with the, is that the Sith, this goes back to that whole black and white thing I talked about earlier, but I, the, the Sith are just pure evil. They're only doing evil shit. They don't do anything remotely selfless. And this that's contrary to the way Palpatine talks when he talks to Anakin because with Anakin he's like oh no it's just another side of the force you know and the implication is that like oh yeah no no there's just there's the dark side and the light side you know they're they're really just the same thing it's just that you know it's really it's how you use it and I think that would be an interesting idea and I also think it would be interesting if we had seen a Darth who was not just being evil and who had like sane motivations but was still doing evil shit, just not, you know, just, you know, so, some re- some redeemable qualities in a Darth. So I think could be interesting. Some interestingly, nuance. in the now abandoned EU, there was once a Darth From who Nantucket? was strictly a scholar. <laughs> like, he was Force-sensitive and raised by a, you know, like, and trained by a more traditional sort of evil Sith Lord. And as you do, he killed his master eventually. But he was like... He really just cared more about learning the history and uh, studying the force as an idea uh, and was a very successful businessman 
who died in his bed, surrounded by loved ones. I think the mm. only Sith Lord to ever manage that. Yeah, well, he so was that, a good okay. boss. Well, so imagine, imagine you have, let's for a sake of argument say, you imagine you have Darth Qui Gon, right? Like he could go, straight up just go to Obi Wan and be like, "Look, you know the Jedi Council is not not all right, okay." I don't want to kill everybody. I don't want to. I'm not here to do global galactic domination. I just, you know, I think we need to tear down the Jedi Council because it's a corrupt organization. They're above the law. All the things we talked about. And uh, we just need to destroy the old systems and start something new. You know, something that's, you know, maybe has a little more. A little more light side, a little more dark side, do you know, a little better mix, maybe, you know, a little less of this uh above the law private police force shit. You know, it'll be cool. It'll be cool, Obi. And you know, yeah. Obi's tempted by this. He's like, oh yeah, you know, that might be cool. But you know what? Nah, I'm too much of a little bitch. Not gonna go for it. And then Anakin's like, huh, yeah, this dark side thing. But all this, of course, the whole time, you know, the Emperor put this shit into Qui-Gon's mind. It was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, and, and again, just like how I feel like Dooku was just a stepping stone to Anakin, Qui-Gon then becomes the stepping stone to Anakin because Anakin would really take to those ideas. He'd be like, yeah, yeah. you're right. The Jedi Council is corrupt and they are too powerful and they don't want me to be a master. So yeah, I agree with you, Qui-Gon, Darth Qui-Gon. Let's team up. And then... You know, the Emperor manipulates the situation to somehow get Anakin to kill Qui-Gon, his, you know, his first kind of mentor, which, you know, is very meaningful, right? Like, yeah, I get that they tell us a lot that Anakin and Obi-Wan are best friends and brothers and all this, but they seem to really loathe each other all the time. They they seem to hate each other less in this one than they did in episode two. Well, it'd be hard to hate anyone more than they hated each other in episode two, to be fair. Fair, Mm -hmm. yes. But like, if if Sidious could get Anakin to believe that Qui-Gon was his enemy, and Qui-Gon's the guy that pulled him out of slavery, right? Yeah. But maybe Sidious, oh, maybe Sidious plays the mother card and says like, yes, he did not rescue your mother. Wonder why. That's mysterious, isn't it? Yes. He could have saved her, Anakin. He could have rescued her. She is dead because of Qui-Gon I really appreciate that you were stroking your beard as you did that entire little monologue. Yeah, it's, it's necessary. It's a good um, So, yeah. Ah! I'm going to write a fucking fan script, okay? I'm going to write this this new movie. I like My, your version. Jake's better. episodes one, two, three. Episode one can stay relatively the same, except you know, we'll, cut, we'll cut down the Jar Jar stuff. Episode two, relatively the same, except... Oh, actually, no. No episode two. Just two episodes. This is a trilogy. This is a duogy. Because we don't need three fucking things, three fucking two-hour movies to tell this story. We just don't need it. Anyway, carrying on. I've been I challenge you non-stop. to do it in one three-hour movie. How about that? Sure. There is somewhere out there the uh, famous Grace cut. Apparently Topher Grace in his spare time edits stuff. Oh, yeah. And he has allegedly made, like a, I think, a three-ish hour super edit. Just stuff from all three prequels, 
turned into a single long movie that, by all accounts, <laughs> is actually kind of good. How do we get hold of that? Uh, it, it does. It, it exists in his home, and he shows friends. So, Aww. befriend Topher Grace. All right, I'm on well, it. Well, well, at right. least I'll say this: it's really easy to imagine Topher Grace having that kind of time on his hands. Because really, what the fuck has he been doing? Actually, apparently, in <laughs> a sitcom now. Oh. Anyway, Ames, we, you were going to say something. We saw him briefly in a Black Mirror. Oh, he looked right. good. He was actually really good in American Ultra. He plays a just. The worst little sniveling bureaucrat. You just, oh boy, when he gets his. Uh, anyway. Yeah. All right, good. Keep kissing his ass. This is how we're going to get access to that cut. So good. Keep, keep that up. <laughs> oh, oh, you're going to say cut all this. No, I'm, I'm trying to remember because, you know, this came out 55 years ago or something. At what point when the movies were being released in real time were we supposed to have figured out that Palpatine and the Emperor are the same? Before uh, the first movie. Yeah, I knew from day one. Just because really? I was a little yeah. nerd. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. I, don't I think, think they're making any. I think. People who are already Star Wars fans knew from the beginning. Like, people who yeah. already. Like, this is the same actor, right? Huh. Like, See, I'm not a Star not Wars fan. Them. And I don't. I think it was like my. I want to say my mom was like, their chins look the same after seeing the first movie. And they're <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I bet they're the same. Because they don't state outright uh, outright for the clueless children who may not you know have read all the goddamn novels and shit who don't know all the backstory that all the nerds have like at what point at what point can you definitively say the movie has made it clear and the audience should know 100% right now uh episode 3 yeah i think it's when when anakin finds out when anakin finds out and gives you the real the sappiest you're the Sith Lord with his mushy mouth. And you're like, oh, that was the best take you could get? Great. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I mean, you we've see, seen honestly, the rest of his work. Yes, it is. <laughs> really, they should have gone, what they should have done is they should have made it, because we already knew if you were a Star if you were already a Star Wars fan before these movies came out, you knew that the Emperor's name was Palpatine. Right. So the yeah. second they said Senator Palpatine and it was the same actor, it's like, oh, right, there's the Emperor. And if they, if they're, so I don't think they were going for any kind of surprise or shock value because they were just that upfront with it. But honestly, they could have and sh perhaps should have had a different actor portraying Palpatine and not called him Palpatine, just make it the same character. And then only later have him transform, perhaps like, like there's During no the lightning scene. Yeah. There's no human version of Palpatine. Like Palpatine is straight up just what the emperor is, you know, the monster with the butt forehead um <laughs> and during the lightning scene is when this other character who's palpatine you know chancellor chancellor not palpatine you know he gets he gets shot with the lightning it causes his face you know he's where he's basically wearing a, pe a people mask and like that breaks off and like mm. then we see oh shit the dark shit underneath oh look that's the emperor that's the guy that's sidious shit yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would have been more interesting. Um, that's, that's the other thing, too, is I, I meant to mention this earlier, but I forgot. But, like, one of the things with episode one is this was the late 90s. The internet was starting to be in more and more, like, homes. Mm -hmm. And one thing they did, which was revolutionary, was they did a, a lot of major online marketing. They released a lot of little, like, 
making of diaries and things that, you know, this is pre-streaming, so you'd have to go onto their website, take a thousand years to download what was ultimately like a three-minute video, and you'd watch it. And, you know, there, there was a, all these updates, but here's what we're doing, here's what it's going to look like, here's this and that. You know, it's the early days of the IMDb, so, like, you could easily look up the cast and see, like, oh, Senator Palpatine, click, oh, it's the guy that played Emperor. Okay. Yeah. So, like... They must you know, really like is, that actor. Yeah. This, this is, like, when more than just super nerds were online, ordinary people were starting to get online more as well. And uh, he ran with that, but it also, I think, similarly would take away from the surprise factor uh, because of the way they did it, as opposed the to like, Jake's suggestion. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> that, I, mm, mm. I don't think, I don't think there, there, I, I don't think there was any effort, like, especially from what no. I remember of, like, of, of the featurettes that you're talking about, of the, uh, of even the specials on TV, of, you know, behind the scenes and preview stuff. <sighs> I remember, I feel like there was a show that was supposed to be some, like, preview content about, uh the like episodes two and three maybe even one i don't know that that like they outright spoiled you know plot points just just to <laughs> just to cover shit just to like tell you what what's coming up or something i i have vague memories of this but um, they, they outright spoiled it since they knew the movies weren't gonna actually make any of it clear what the fuck? but i think like i feel like you know there's a lot there was in terms of the writing in terms of that that kind of planning they went into this expecting people because even then, the original Star Wars trilogy was such a cultural phenomenon. Like everybody went to go see those movies. It, it wasn't yeah. just for nerds. The nerds everybody are the ones who had the encyclopedic knowledge. Yeah, like every, every, like my my brother and sister saw Return of the Jedi before they met me in like in the nursery. You know, everybody went to see this movie. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, there might be there they're they're probably expecting some people to go in, you know, where they saw the movie fifteen years before or whatever, and maybe they don't remember Palpatine's name, but you're they're gonna remember. And I think the movies decided to like the prequel for the prequels, they were like, We'll just be lazy and just go in expecting people to know this. There's, you know, some gesture at not bothering to make the big reveal have the big reveal for the character of like you're, you know, you're the the Sith Lord. But I don't think they were riding on that as an actual reveal for the audience. I'm trying to I'm trying to word my 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 like I guess frustration, my disappointment of there's a it's balance not, to be it's struck. It's not I'm your father. It's, there's no reveal. Ever. No, there's no reveal like that. Not for the audience. Nothing so quite nothing nearly nothing half so satisfying. I think it's it's a matter of like when you're going into something like this, there's a balance to be struck in terms of rewarding the audience for what they've already seen and ha giving mm. them that satisfaction of more information on top of what they already come in knowing, but at the same time, not punishing the audience if they don't have that previous knowledge. So if you have new audiences who are coming in to see these movies, and you just assume most things are going to be new to them, that they don't really know Yoda's backstory, that they don't know who Palpatine is going to become, that they, maybe they don't know who Anakin's going to become. Maybe. And then just sort of like, you know, give them just enough to sort of like catch them up so that they can follow the plot and not sit there wondering what the fuck's going on. But at the same time, you you want to reward the other audience who's coming back to for more story that they've already enjoyed from you. Like there's there's that balance. And I feel like here, I, like there's so many times where like, did you bother to think about either of those audiences? No. Mm. George? They only thought about their wallets. 
George was only thinking about the story he wanted to tell. Yeah, he definitely just hits he hits the plot points and then he and he doesn't hit them gracefully. Like just conversations between like Padme and Anakin about like you know about war and diplomacy, and it's like okay, we I. I get this is this was what 2003 like 9-11 was real fresh Patriot all that that cultural milieu we were all reacting to that and this was like and George Lucas like he was making a few these like you know like years in advance or whatever however many number of years in advance but at the same time he clearly he had clearly rewrote some bits he he put some George Bush dialogue directly in Anakin's mouth the the war and diplomacy stuff here's the thing go ahead sorry no, no yeah. say, say, say what you were going to say, Chris. No, I was just going to say, like, what did he actually say that was actually, like, do you mean literally stuff that George Bush said? There were probably, I can't think of specific lines, but there were the, there like, were you know, moments. with me, you're against me, was something yeah. Bush said. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember you screaming about that recently. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I mean that's, that's pretty hideous. Nice. He will. Yeah, so, Everyone so does. So, A, Star Wars, unlike other sci-fi, which is oftentimes used as a mirror, that's never been what Star Wars was. When Star so, Wars does it, it's by accident. So like, <laughs> well, actually, so like shoehorning shit in like that. That's uh, not true, actually. The original version of possible? the Emperor in his early notes was, hand to God, this isn't me making shit up based on Richard Nixon. <laughs> He's always okay. thought of himself as that political. That explains all those jowls. Well, yeah. It's absolutely. It's like, I mean, like, like the 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 soldiers are called stormtroopers, you know, in the yeah. empire, and like well, yeah, and it's, Palpatine it's becomes a chancellor before he becomes emperor. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah no, that's I mean, some Nazi he was shit, clearly trying to do that. Nazi shit, but yeah. yeah, it's so fucking clumsy and simplified and childlike. That absolutely, it's, it's 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 not it's not worth even thinking about. But another, you know, going back to the th- the topic about um the reveals, mm. right? It occurred to me that that this trilogy and the original trilogy are paradoxes. Do they rhyme? <laughs> they do rhyme. Well, because here's the thing, right? Because the big twist in the original trilogy is that Luke, Luke's father is Darth Vader, right? Like, that's that's the big what moment for, for people that are seeing it the first time. The And the big reveal moment in this should be that Palpatine is the Emperor. Right. And I have a, Anakin, I have another twist for you. Anakin and that Anakin is going to the dark side to follow him. Right? That should be the twist of this movie. But no matter which series you watch first, it spoils the other one. Yeah. Like you cannot watch the original trilogy and not be spoiled on the twist of this because you already know that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker by the time you've watched the first movie. If you watch this movie for the first time, you already know that Luke Skywalker is Darth Vader's son. And that Leia is his sister. Mm-hmm. And that Leia is his sister. So, like, there's no way to watch these movies. There's no order that you can watch them in where you will not, where you will be at all surprised when you watch the other one. And that's a little, I don't know, it's, well, just, it's interesting. It's just an interesting observation. I don't know. Unless you never retain anything and completely missed that Anakin Skywalker was Luke's dad's name, in which case you might be a little blown away. Not saying that was me. <laughs> but uh... There's actually, you're right, Jake, there's no way to fix it. I did once read, though, about some a theory from a person about the best way you can try and handle it. If you've somehow got somebody that's never seen any of the movies... And somehow avoided the fucking zeitgeist of all of it. Uh, they call it like 
the machete order. Yeah. Where what you do is you watch episodes four and five. Then you watch two and three as if it's like an extended flashback to explain the big reveal that just happened in five. Wait, just two and three or one, two and three? Yeah, you can skip one. Oh, I see. Because, like... I couldn't remember that. They can and should. Right? That's why they call it the Machete Order as well, because they cut out one of the movies. Because ah. they're like, you know what? Pretty much all the stuff that happens in one is reiterated in two. They're like, you're fucking fine. You don't need this fucking movie. And then you watch Jedi. I see. Yeah, I guess you could I guess you could do it like that, and, and it would work. Yeah, but again, like you said, there's no way to watch them, like, one through six or... Four through six, one through three, without it being a paradox, as you put it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, and like, and it kind of goes back to I. There is no real storytelling reason for any of these, you know, for any of these three movies to exist. Like these movies no. do not add or improve anything that was established in the first three movies. Uh, in fact, they detract an awful lot. It, it, I would, yeah. I would agree with that, and yeah. I think that like, like obviously, I know. Money's a big thing. I know that, you know, we are going to have Star Wars movies no matter what. But, like, so, like, take The Clone Wars as a concept. The Clone Wars was, like, some a one-liner that Luke says to Obi-Wan in the first movie. He's like, oh, you fought you in The, fought Clone, in the Wars. Clone Wars? And it's like, okay, interesting, but I don't need to see The Clone Wars. I don't need... Like I, all I know, so from that line, all I understand is that there was some conflict in the past. Obi Wan and Luke's father were soldiers in this in this fight, and it was a big thing. It was a big deal that even Luke on this little you know dustball planet has heard about. So it must have been a pretty big deal. Well, but I don't need to just see said it. Your father was a veteran of the Clone Wars. I mean, yeah, I feel like. like Someone he must have asked at some point about his dad, and the best thing they could say was, "Uh, he fought in the Clone Wars." Yeah. Yeah, well, who cares? And like, because like nobody, <laughs> nobody cares what the Clone Wars are. Nobody needed to see the clones, and like the fact that they're just like they're just literal clones of some guy. Please <laughs> um, <laughs> well, tell that to the kids who grew up on the series, the Clone Wars, and they'll say you're very wrong. It is super necessary. Well, I'm sure. I'm sh- and like I'm sure there's tons of great media, you know. In these movies, I do think that they have redeeming qualities. I don't. I'm not saying that they were a waste of of time entirely, but I just think that. There's nothing that these movies added to the Star Wars story no. that that was you know good. I don't think I don't think they needed to be. If 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 George Lucas wanted to make other movies set in the Star Wars universe, I think that would be very cool. Like unrelated would, to the story? Unrelated to the story because yeah. it's like we got the story. We the first three movies give us the whole story. Yeah. We don't need the rest. See, I frankly um, think prequels are almost always a bad idea you know what i would love to see i mean i guess this would technically be a prequel but what i would be really interested to see is like the original conflict between the sith and the jedi how did this ancient feud start was like was it a jedi that discovered that there's sith bullshit and or like found the dark side and like started the sith or is it the other way around was it where the sith first were the sith like the tyrannical rulers of the galaxy and like were the only ones that knew the force and they used it to, to keep people down. And then like one guy was like, wait a minute, I can use the force. Shit. I'm going <laughs> to start doing this for good. And that and maybe man's he's name the first was Jedi. Fred Jedi. Yes. Uh, 
Like, you know, I don't know. I just think I think there are interesting because there's the oh, there, world there building so of many. Star Wars is very cool, but like this, I feel like this move, these movies just make that world building shallower. So shallow. Everyone's yeah. connected to everyone else. Like I've said it before, like it's supposedly this expansive universe, but it feels so tiny because everyone knows each other. It's exhausting. And it's not because they don't know each other because it's a concise story about a a focused number of people. They know each other because of magic. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's a a lot of reliance on fate. Yeah. Yeah. Or destiny or whatever. It's like, okay, but listen, I mean, we've all we've all been that tabletop DM where we're just like, all right, I need to get the party together so we can go to the dungeon. But uh, uh, not- you can't you can't keep having them happen to all meet in the same tavern. Like you got you got to do more work. There's a big difference between running a tabletop game and trying <laughs> to tell a good story for the masses. Yeah, like you as no, a no, I know. I'm just trying to be cheeky. player, you accept yeah. a fudging. I don't I don't want to give George the credit. Like ah, uh-huh, fair. I don't think he could even run a good tabletop game, frankly. <laughs> oh, he'd be a kick in the door kind of D and D like DM. But here's like, here's the like two. minimal plot, minimal people, like and and the less dialogue from him, the better. The two things I will give him: one, it's terrible, but this is the story he wanted to tell. Like there were so many nerds that were mad he ignored a lot of stuff that had become accepted as canon, but he was like, no, no, like he could have made so much more money with so much less effort. If he had told the story the fans had already created in their own minds. Mm. But he was like, nope, this is the story and this is how I'm going to tell it. It's like, well, it's a terrible story. You told it horribly, but hey, go you. And two, speaking of the whole post 9-11 thing, at least his reaction to 9-11 is, wow, this was bad and things are going badly. We'll see how Enterprise reacts to 9-11. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, boy. Season yeah. three, motherfuckers, yeah, and let me tell you. Well, mm. this, is, this is how Liberty Dies line was very... Uh, it was not subtle, but you know what? At least it was like... It was poignant. It's a at good least line. It, it's still poignant. It's, it's it, one of least, few things Padme does in this movie, other than cry yes. and die. Yeah, but it's like at the least old he... cry and At die. least he didn't wind up enthralled to fucking Bush and Cheney and all that. He kept his left-wing bullshit intact, even if, again, he couldn't write dialogue to save his fucking life. Good. So I will give him those two things. Speaking of things Lucas did, I wanted to go through my list of cuts and bullshit that he made to the to the script because some of them, some of them I wanted, some of them I'm very glad got cut. Oh, I think I know at least one of them that you're going to be glad was cut. Oh, I bet you do. No, because I think he, he really, really wanted to focus on the Anakin character arc. He failed at it, but he so knew much. that should be his focus, so... He at least understood that, but yeah, yeah, he wanted to really, really make it clear, like, nope, we need to focus on Anakin, so we're going to cut a lot of this bullshit to make sure that's clear that he needs to save Padme, and he needs to kill Jedi. Thanks, Lucas. Great. But anyway, uh, here's something that got cut. Uh, he wanted to explain exactly what the fuck was going on at Camino, which apparently he had, like, promised to the fans was going to be in this movie, and then he realized... Nope, it's too much, and it can't be in this movie because it doesn't have to do with Anakin. Everything has to do with Anakin. What's we already Camino knew what again? was going on yeah, with Camino. What is Camino? Was there they made the clones. Say again, Jake? Oh. Yeah, was there any mystery about Camino at this point? Maybe 
like exactly who was involved. Who stole the pee card? Damn it! It was fucking Dooku. <laughs> well, there was something. There was something more there. He wanted to tell. He didn't bother telling it. Thank mm. God. I wonder how much uh, of what he wanted to tell was used for Clone Wars. Ooh, maybe. I still gotta see Clone Wars. I hear good things. I, I from like, Liz. honestly, <laughs> especially yes. I mean, here's the thing. After. Especially having got, coming back and l- watching, I haven't rewatched Clone Wars yet. But looking at at least Revenge of the Sith, it doubles the down on. Yeah, I haven't watched back. Yes, I haven't gone back and watched Attack of the Clones. Thank you. Yes, titles. Um, <laughs> um, but what Clone Wars does, and it becomes evident at least it's something that I realized pretty quickly, uh, pretty early on, is that it's. It, I mean, one, it does what what movies just couldn't do in general, like as a TV show, because it has build. the time to build and to tell a story. But it also like even even just with like that initial movie, like it already gives you more of what we should have seen in the movies in terms of character arcs, in terms of relationships. Like you talk about and I remember even without rewatching it recently, just the the just the 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 non friendship between Anakin and Obi-Wan in the movie, whereas they they make it just much more they do it much more elegantly in the show of this that it's it's more of a bitchy sibling sort of, you know, there's a begrudging there's a love, but it's begrudging in a lot of ways in the ways that you might with a sibling. Obi-Wan is less I'm going to get these quips in and feel pleased about it and more sarcastic. And he's the best bitch and I love him. And it really shows at Anakin's descent much more interestingly over the course of the seasons, oh, like season man. to season, I do you see can that. see like a wardrobe change, like you know, like it was <gasps> two or three seasons in, and I was like, Cape? wait a second, this is a new outfit. Cape? It's darker. Like he's got darker accents in his robes now, and like mm. you see, even the way he might interrogate a character in season two versus season five. Season five, he's much quicker to just go for the force choke, and he's like much quicker to like you see you hear the overtones of his, of the Vader theme, all sorts of stuff. Like they mm. lace it in much more nicely. Uh Padme gets more to do and you <gasps> see her actually doing like diplomacy. Um Holy and shit. you get to see a lot more of the other Jedi Council guys. Like Kit Fisto uh, has a great like there's a there's a great like arc with with kit fisto like you go to his home world and there's like the war the the war is fought on on that front and plo Koon, which is the really creepy guy with the with the eye thing metal mask yeah uh he he's got a great voice too he's just very yes. just smooth baritone they all get interesting arcs they all they all have their turn and for the most part i mean i'm sure there's a dud in there that i'm not thinking of right now but for the most part like it's I'm actually ex- like Kit Fisto shows up and, you know, just like, yay, Plo Koon. I'm like, OK, cool. Mace Windu, they give him some really great moments to just mm. show up, and, like yeah. to earn that that reputation that you're supposed to understand him to have as this badass. Like it doesn't just tell you even and within the way, course of a children's show. It's still you like you watching like, OK, I can see why Mace Windu is actually supposed to be this impressive guy. Well, and that's the interesting thing, too, is because I think this last night we're watching, you know, the Order 66 scene, this sad oh, yeah. music swells, and it's like, look, look at all these Jedi die. Isn't it tragic? It's like, I don't know. That's true. I, I, I don't know what I care about any of these people. Like, no. I, because I've watched some of Clone Wars now, it's like, oh, yeah, look, Plo, oh, that's sad. Plo, I liked him. Uh, yeah. Dickhead guy, I still didn't really know him. Uh, oh, I saw Caitlin. Yeah, thank you. I always forget his name. Um, my favorite thing when I saw this movie in theaters 
was, uh, it was already like, you know, the audience was not on board with this fucking trash fire. Killing um, children. Killing younglings. My favorite. We part. loved that. That was great. But when the Twilight Jedi got shot to death, some oh. guy in a row near me went, Aw, but she was hot. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's anyway, yeah, bringing us right. back. Liz mentions that Padme does more things in, in Clone Wars. She was originally going to do more things in this fucking movie. Yeah, um, that would have been nice. Because and I actually looked it up because they have the filmed scenes, you know, in in uh, deleted scene reels uh, that you can find online very easily. Uh, but they had the scenes with Padme and Bail Organa and Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma, oh, yeah, that's right. Founding the Rebel Alliance. And they oh, had like whole, yeah. two whole scenes. They were boring, yes. but they were there. No, I would have loved to have seen I that. I would have loved that. Actually... Everything about this movie was boring, so what would the difference be, really? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. When I think, too, when they made Rogue One, they got the woman who played Mon Mothma in this. Ah. So she finally got to be Mon Mothma. Good. Like, in a not-cut scene. Yeah, they also cut the scene of Yoda going into exile on Dagobah. Yeah, it's probably right. just extra filler, but uh, okay. Yeah, here's I mean, here's yeah, my here's my favorite new thing. So you know how Palpatine is going on to Anakin for a while. Oh, there was a there was a great Sith Lord that talked about you know using midi chlorians to create life. Rah, 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 rah. Oh yeah, hey, Darth a- Darth Plagueis. <laughs> Darth Very Plagueis subtle lies. that one. But originally, the plan was for Palpatine to reveal to Anakin that he himself used the midichlorians to get Shmi pregnant. Therefore, and here's where it rhymes, Sidious is Anakin's father. No, that's impossible. Barf. No, instead, years later, he is Ray's grandfather. I mean, I would would like, to be fair, I would like to retcon out the virgin birth. Yeah. But not like that. Oh, <laughs> weird. Weird. Uh, here's a scene that I'm super glad got removed pretty early, it sounds like, in that we would have seen a 10-year-old Han Solo on That's Kashyyyk, the one! And it would have it destroyed the movie. That's wow. the one I was I mean, sure you were going to bring up and be like, thank Christ that yeah. didn't happen. Thank the fact Christ that, that just didn't the, happen. The fact that we got Chewbacca and it's canonically Chewbacca because because oh, Yoda says Chewbacca. Yeah, if he does. He doesn't even uh, say Chewbacca Sr. or anything. <laughs> like the fa- Well, I mean. Well, because Chewbacca Sr. is lumpy. We all know that from the holiday special. Uh, Chewbacca's supposed to be like 300 uh, or something, isn't he? He's supposed to be pretty old, but like. We can have Wookiees and not have Chewbacca. You could. Like, Apparently that's, not. That's a thing you can Apparently do. Apparently it's not allowed to be there. This goes Let's back to what Chris about said about everybody knows each other. Yeah. Yoda about the is briefly. buddies with, with Chewbacca Chewy. now, yeah. canonically. Who never, by the way, when Han is like laughing about Jedi, never does Chewie go, dude, I knew one. Right. He was he was cool. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I watched him kill two guys in cold blood for some reason. He never explained why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, that let's Yoda. talk about... The Wookiees, because I kind of forgot about, like, you know, if you think back to back in the day when these movies, I have a terrible memory except for useless bullshit. I remember trailers like a motherfucker. He does. And there was so much leaning on the Wookiees in this trailer. Wank! Hey, guys, remember how you heard that originally it was going to be the Wookiees in Return of the Jedi? Well, guess what? We're finally doing it. We're finally, you know, it's like. And there, it, there's barely any actual Wookiee fighting that we see. They do like, some Tarzan yells for some reason. Oh, some reason. They do. The captions even say Tarzan yell. Oh, no. Do they really? Yes. Oh, Christ. That's but unfortunate. Like, 
It would be like, it's like if you promised a bunch of Star Trek nerds, like, hey guys, we're going to make a movie where you finally get to watch Klingons going like whole hog in a battle somewhere. We're going to show you the Breen changing everything. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to show you like a full on like air assault ground. It's going to be the most, you're finally going to see them like unleashed without the Federation looking over their shoulder and telling them to cool it and this and that. And then it's like 30 seconds of the whole fucking film. That's basically what that was. It was a huge bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was. Well, I guess speaking of, speaking of the, is not a masturbator, is he? Speaking of the the wook the the Wookies, I don't know why it amused me so much, but there's a scene early in the movie when the Jedi Council is hanging out and they're talking about the war and doing their battle planning, mm. and Ki Adi Mundi, as I now know says and he's on a hologram too like they're all talking and then he and then he just out of apropos of nothing is just like yep what about the droids attacking the wookies and then everyone's like oh yeah what about the droids attacking the wookies and then the rest of the the war is there and like i don't know it just i don't know it 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 made me amused it's like that person that reminds you that an email went out three weeks ago and you still yeah. have to act on it <laughs> it's You're like, like oh, what is wrong with fuck. these uh send yoda so wait so the jedi apparently are like the chief strategists of this apparently. whole fucking war and they need to be reminded by this asshole about uh, oh we got to deal with the wookie situation like dude why do we let the jedi run this war they suck at it they're really bad <laughs> like seriously uh dear jedi council per my previous email ah <laughs> droids everywhere ah signed chewbacca Speaking of droids everywhere, so it's a good thing that, like, R2-D2 has plot armor because <laughs> fucking poor R4 just got fucking wasted oh, by, uh, they cut his head off. They decapitated him. Uh, the little buzz boys. Yeah. Yeah. Why? 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 Why put the brain in their head? Just because um, that's where humans keep them. You could put a droid's brain way down in its middle behind no, so that's much where, armor. That's where Kenny Baker is. <laughs> Touche. Oh, so remember how last week? Uh, I know Liz. Liz doesn't remember because the episode hasn't come out Informing yet. Informing Liz. What happened last week, Jake? Oh no. Um, well, so at one point I suggested that. Actually, this would have been two weeks ago. I I suggested that um, instead of basically my my thesis was that instead of having Naboo, it should have been Alderan. Yes. And instead of when they escape, instead of escaping on the Nubian ship. They should have escaped on the blockade runner from episode four, right? Yep. Because the the ship that Leia escapes on, and thus earning it the name the blockade runner, because that's what the ship's called. I think it is, you know, because it ran the 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 blockade. Anyway, uh, but anyway, just I just brought that up again because I wanted to mention the uh, the blockade runner because that is the ship evidently that we're on at the end of this movie with jimmy smith's yeah because yep. he says and i remember this he says to the, some rando dude he's like ah captain Antilles, mm-hmm. who was the name of the captain that was so basically wedge Antilles, uh, yeah yeah well no no no, 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 different no Antilles. the different Antilles, because in uh episode four when r like oh i gotta go find my old master obi-wan and c-3po says well, our last master was Captain Antilles. So canonically then, they just worked on that ship yep. for the next 20 years or whatever. 
Take that, uh, the droids TV series. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So after after this, apparently they just work on that ship. And that's the same ship yep. from episode four that Leia's on. So, that yep. be, you know, evidently. So I thought, and I they, mean, like, it's things like that that are I think are like fan wanky. Yes, I get it. But I don't know. I like little things like that sometimes. It's the that, kind of like, thing that when you're if you're not a fan and don't get the joke, you don't like realize I'm ge- I'm missing something and I don't mm-hmm. get a joke. Like mm. Star Trek lower decks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Or like or like Chewy, like mm-hmm. you know, ch- having Chewy in the movie is a huge fan wank that yep. irritates me. So much. Because this one, you know, this one's like a little thing and it's just like okay. All right. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Connection. I don't know. I liked it. I'm glad Peter Mayhew got paid, but was I it actually him in the suit? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it was. This yeah, is a while yeah. ago before his health problems started uh, that, to crop he up. Was, he was Chewie in the in the prequel series, as I recall. Yeah. One there was. I mean, there was actually one detail that I still I still wonder. I never really looked into it to see if it was ever acknowledged. But um, the fact that Bail Organa that the Organas are played by Hispanic actors. Yeah. And they're the and they're the ones who adopt Leia. I'm like, is this to explain the buns? Because the buns were directly taken from a hairstyle of Mexican revolutionary women. Because mm. if so, I didn't know that. I, oh, wow. I accept this. Yeah, I actually, I made that joke. It's like, it's how are we, how are we going to explain that she's you know doesn't look a thing like us? It's it fine. Could be, it's you fine. could be, you well no because it's it's public knowledge that she's adopted because Luke brings it up to her in episode six. He says, "Do you remember anything of your real mother?" Mm. So it must just be well established in the universe that um, Leia yeah, is the adopted so. daughter of of the Organas. Um, okay, so we'll hide her with a guy, change her last name. We're just gonna have Luke keep his same last name and live with you know his Darth Vader's stepbrother. <laughs> well, yeah, not that- just that. Yeah. Like the thing that irritates me the most is like, what a dickhead. I mean, I get it. You don't want to take two fucking babies, but fucking Bail Organa, like, oh, we'll take, you know, we're going to take the little girl to live in our fucking palace on our goddamn beautiful well, mountainous <laughs> city that will, yes, in due respect, it will get blown up in like 20 years, but until then, it's going to be real nice. She's going to live a life of fucking luxury. Now, take the boy to the fucking desert and set him up with some goddamn dirt farmers. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. Yoda had already declared they should be separated. Yeah, I get it. That's when Jimmy Smith was like, all right, I'll take that one. But, like, they couldn't have come up with something better for Luke because, like, he really got the shaft. He did. I I, I wonder if that that conversation ever came up, like, after Return of the Jedi, they're just sitting around one day and he's like, so you got to go be a princess. I got to be a fucking water farmer on Tatooine. At least I think there's, an, Ol- I think there's an Olsen by- twins movie about this. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I also I was- like just the idea of giving like not just you know we're gonna we're gonna throw you you know in the middle of the desert. It's like we're gonna put you with the with the last family that your pursuer would have and might actually conceivably in some you know like possibly come and look for. Well, and that's the, a, whether, a whether or not he's looking for the baby, he might still come and see like Owen and Beru. I mean, a fan theory is that they did that on purpose. Ah. And considering, again, we've seen the Jedi kind of suck. I mean, I don't know. 
Oh, and that's Can't that's why that. they they have uh, Obi Wan live nearby so that if Vader shows up, he can go and deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah, presumably. Okay. Plus, Obi Wan is now perfecting Force ghosting. Evidently, something yes. Qui Gon learned, which we don't see. Great. They don't show us dead Qui Gon. He was why not? supposed. He was supposed to show up as a ghost, but had suffered a riding accident. Oh. Shortly before he was supposed to do his filming. Oh no. He did have a very brief vocal cameo in episode two as well. I don't think we mentioned that. During the scene where um Anakin flips out and starts murdering people. When they cut to Yoda meditating. Oh, that's right. Someone goes, Anakin, no! That's that's uh, Liam Neeson. Oh. Interesting. Huh. Why? I, I, I guess, guess his ghost has been watching over Anakin this whole he's time. He's been his little guardian angel. He's been and this is how Yoda now. This is how Yoda now knows that force ghosting is there? possible. I, I guess so. It sounds like this has never been possible before, and now Yoda's like, yeah. "Ooh, I could do this." That's another thing they address in the Clone War series, but yeah, no, uh, it's Ames. not really discussed in the movies. Do this, I, I could. I, thank yes, you. thank you. Good. And thank then you. just like, yes. and then every Jedi has the ability because Luke does it. And it's common knowledge. It's implied knowledge. that Kylo Ren does it. Leia does uh, it. Leia does it. So it's like, at, at, one point, at one point, it was like a very rare thing that only the most skilled and disciplined Jedi can do. And then now it's just... No, but the, but the Skywalkers and are all skilled. They're special. Don't you know? That's true. It's, you know what it is? Special. It's just oh, like... Um, just real good. It's like cell phone features, like like smartphone features that like they first come out on Apple and you're like, oh, my God, that's a that's a crazy feature. And then within a year or two, it's on all the phones. (laughs) Apple wishes that's still how it was. (laughs) I mean, this is also this is also a franchise where the storytelling, the elegance of the storytelling very commonly boils down to somehow Palpatine has returned. So (sighs) it's just like and uh, there are force ghosts, too. How convenient. Yeah, true. Let's not analyze mm-hmm. that movie any more than it already has been because god damn it. God, we watched it again nine. this week. Episode nine? Yeah. Why do you hate yourself? Yeah, we hate ourselves. That's the answer. Jesus. Oh, no, it's so we could so we could be fresh on the rank the rankings, basically. I have a couple more deleted scenes to talk about. Oh, Yay. okay, go for it. So purportedly the best fight scene in all of Star Wars or perhaps ever question marks according to the stunt coordinator Nick Gillard, uh, would have been in this movie, but never got filmed. Like, they were working with Ewan McGregor for fucking weeks on an amazing fight scenario between him and Grievous's five or twelve bodyguards. And instead, Lucas basically says, Ah, that's gonna take too much time, and you know, we need more time for the end fight. Um, Let's just let them get crushed by an HVAC unit instead. And that's why... Indiana Jones with a shotgun. Yeah, and that's why they get crushed by a piece of ceiling um, instead of doing anything. (laughs) Now, granted, there was already way too much fight scene in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. But if it was considered the best fight scene uh, that this stunt coordinator has ever concocted, at least I want to know what it was. Except it was going to be Obi-Wan versus six or eight CG enemies. It wouldn't have been that good. Yeah, that might have also been part of the reason it it didn't make the cut. It's just because seeing how he they can barely get him to pat 
a uh, a lizard yeah. and have it look <laughs> remotely passable. I can't imagine a really high octane battle, you know, fist fight or whatever it was going to be. Yeah, you know Everyone... this movie. This movie had uh, two thousand one hundred and fifty one shots that used special effects. A world record. And it's unclear if that's a world record that still stands or if it was the world record at the time. But that's still so much. That has a lot of shots. A lot of people what, what really else like this cut? movie, which which shocks me. Hmm. The other the other thing that I looked that I happened to watch a video of uh, last night was that the um, the Anakin bleeding and dying and being on fire on the side of the volcano was originally going to be different and have a much different tone, which could have been very interesting in that he would have been literally begging Obi-Wan to help him instead mm. of just nothing, instead of just Obi-Wan leaving. Like, it would have been, and you can actually see it apparently in a scene, you can see his mouth um, saying, Obi-Wan, help me. Oh God! Um, but they just cut the audio, so you can't you you don't really notice it. And that Obi Obi Wan basically would have said like, "I I love you, but I can't help you." So and then and then he'd wander away. <laughs> and then Anakin's like, "No, no, you can just just some water, just uh, anything." No, yeah. okay. Uh, I'm glad they didn't do that because that makes that makes Obi Wan look like even more of an asshole than he already looks. And this. he already looks like quite the asshole. Yeah. yeah. Also, Christensen is the one in the Vader suit at the end because he begged to be in the Vader suit at the end. That's why he looked like a scrawny version of yep. Vader. Even though he is not as tall as any of the other Vaders we've seen, he's he's six feet tall. So they had to like put him in wow. lifts, like shoe lifts, That's and he's Frankenstein walk. And he basically <laughs> look, looks out <laughs> of the did. mouthpiece of the mask. That's amazing. Wow. He apparently. <laughs> will be appearing in the Obi-Wan series in scenes out of the suit as like, like shard Vader. Ew, gross. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, I'll be interested to see how that performance would be in the hands of not George Lucas directing. Mm. Yeah, it yeah be because this the thing that these movies, they did not do any good for that actor. Like, no, you know, that poor bastard. Or looks. literally any actor. I mean, not a single like, actor that was in these movies. And this, and by this, this movie, movie in particular, he every line he delivered was terrible. Everything yeah. he said was terrible. And like I, I don't want to put it on his shoulders just because I know that George Lucas is not a good actor director. Not at all. Um, and can't write dialogue. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, I don't know. It was real bad. It was I, real bad. I honestly think that that he suffered the most because he was the main focus of attention for George Lucas. Mm. Mm-hmm. George yeah. Lucas was so like intent, you, like he was so focused on telling Anakin's story, and he's so like obsessed on uh, hyper hyper focused on that one character, like that all of what he thought, you know, like he all of his overwrought writing and his overthought dialogue because. George Lucas, as we've seen with the spe- all the very special edition changes to the original trilogy, he constantly, you know, second guesses and 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 rethinks everything and goes back and tweaks it too much until until yeah. he's fucking wrecked it. Imagine him doing that with one character for the for this entire trilogy. I feel like I feel like that's probably what happened to poor Hayden Christensen because at least like at least with like Ian McDermott, you could just like 
Ian McDermott probably had enough clout, at least with with Lucas and the experience himself to just be like, I'm on my own. I'm going to do my own thing. Let me do the stupid monologue. I will handle this. George Lucas was probably more hands off with him. You know, he was probably neglectful toward Natalie Portman at times. Like, I just I feel like he was probably so just constantly just on top of Hayden Christensen the whole time. That probably was just destructive, if anything, would be my theory. I think, too, part of the reason he, he suffered the worst is because, like, before this movie, no one really knew who he was. Yeah. Mm. You know, like, this, this should have launched his career. Right. For a lot of these other people were already like even Natalie Portman. Like she was in fucking The Professional when she was 12. Yeah. yeah, You know, people were like, we know she can be better. This clearly isn't her fault. People had seen Ewan McGregor, had seen uh, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. I can't think of his real name, but Qui-Gon, Liam Liam Neeson. Like so many of these other actors already had careers and people could go like, all right, it was clearly George. Yeah. Whereas for some reason that didn't occur to them, then maybe this also extends to Christensen. Yeah. Because again, no one knew who the hell he was before yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, and in a way, the same thing kind of happened with um, in the original series with uh, Mark Hamill, right? Because he like he didn't ha- he he had more of a, a bigger voice career later on, but mm-hmm. he was never a big movie star after Star Wars. No. No, but his, yeah, no, his voice acting, though. Was yeah, his voice career took off. I think he was in, like, hugely. I remember he was in some Christopher Reeve movie about, like, a haunted town or something. I don't remember Mark Hamill being in, but that's know. the only other thing I can think of. Yeah, and he showed up randomly here and there on TV a lot. Um, yeah. I think he's quite good in The Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah no, he so. definitely, he's, he improves a lot as an actor. Um even just in the original trilogy. The yeah, minute he's being true. directed by not George. True. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting, yeah, because I feel like a lot of the other actors had successful careers. Um, yeah, but again, I think they already had them, so. True. I mean, between him and, uh, yeah, what's his kid uh, from episode one? Oh, God, uh, poor Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd. Jake oh, Lloyd. yeah, that guy. Yeah, we well, we we again. Episode one, our talk on it hasn't gone live yet, but there was so much beyond even that that he had to deal with. Mm-hmm. That yeah, it's very fucking sad. Mm. Hayden Christensen at least seems to have a fairly together life. <laughs> the poor, yeah, there. unlike poor Jake Lloyd, they can bring him back. Hey, you want to be ever again? You're sure. One That's random fact I yep. really like. Mount Etna in Italy happened to be erupting during the time they were filming. So they went and got some good B-roll. And and Hayden Christensen (laughs) actually was on fire at the end there. (laughs) I do. It's so annoying that like, it's, you know, it's one of the oldest tropes in the book. But the fact that in reality, if you were as close to lava as they were for most of that scene. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you'd be mm -hmm. dead. They should have been bursting into flame. Yeah. Yeah. But the force. Only at the end does it suddenly kick in. Yeah. When, you know, Vader, Vader catches finally. We see it's Um, because he was, his power was weakening. He was losing his connection to the force in that moment of. No, no, no. But but see, that doesn't work because the only way we can explain why his brain didn't boil while it was on fire. He's focusing all his effort on keeping his brain from boiling, Chris. Yeah, Mm. he was redirecting the shields, you know, from the rest of his body. Away from the extremities. That's yeah. why that's why he lost the extremities. Oh, it really does, though. Like, Jake, you said this back when we were talking about episode four. 
just how vicious and awful and brutal that scene is. That is not reflected at all in the meeting again on the Death Star 20 years later. Oh, whoops. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, we're old, uh, we're old enemies, kind of, I guess. Not like, you watched me burn for two minutes. Yeah, that Mm. scene is so brutal that this is the first Star Wars film that got a PG-13 rating. Mm. Mm. It's like, uh, when they re- they, so, um, a long time ago now, it seems like, in a galaxy, nope, just this one. Uh, (laughs) Tim Burton did a, Tim Burton did a Sweeney Todd some years ago, and there's the end scene, spoilers for Sweeney Todd, Mrs. Lovett gets pushed into her, into their oven thing where they've been, like, burning the dead bodies. You know, walk-in oven. Yeah. Yeah. And in the original scene, in the original cut of the film, they focus on her burning alive and screaming for, like, a long fucking time. Yeah. And I remember being like, holy shit. And when they re-released it as, like, on DVD, or when they released it on DVD, period, they had obviously tinkered some of that away. Mm. This was easily... Mm. Ten times worse. Yeah. And it made it in, which is crazy. So, yeah, it is brutal. And you're not, de- you're definitely not like, ah, oh, yes, my old master, back again, blah, blah, to the guy that did this shit to you. Yeah, he's like, yeah, and instead it's like, you understand that I am walking around in a suit that is just full of burn cream 24-7 because of you. When I left you, I was but a charred corpse on a beach. Yeah. Now I am the master. how is it by the way this is like a stupid nitpick but i don't care how is it that the at the height of their power and wealth jedi order gave uh, anakin a shittier prosthetic than luke would get from the like constantly on the run rebellion i think he just liked that it looked badass yeah fair it's like Look, Terminator hand, dude. Fair enough. Yeah, Padme like, was into it. There's definitely technology that I, like, I don't know. Um, obviously, you know, it's the same, it's the same, like, with, with, especially with the first season of Discovery when everyone was reacting about, like, how everything just doesn't look TOS enough. It looks newer than it, than it would uh, 10 years later or whatever. But I feel like there are definitely moments of, like, well... You, it, it's it, everything's explainable in the original trilogy as like the Republic was a better time than the than the Empire and the Empire's in decline. But there are definitely times where I'm like, okay, but some of these things definitely could look better, and you didn't mm. make them look better. And His they're hand better. Could have just been a hand. Yeah, the hand, the nurse droids. I have a thing about the nurse droids. They're so uncomfortable because they look really scary. But I'm like, okay, <laughs> in my head canon. You know, in in the Republic, they they had skin like they had like a skin over them to make them look friendlier and nicer. And they just oh, that skin, you know, net w- could never be repaired in the Empire. That was my headcanon. But well, like, again, also, the, the the nurse droids were made for an alien race. That's the other thing. God, they're just they weren't designed for humans. Like how Roman statues used to be painted. Mm. Yeah. But which um, I honestly think would have made them look less good. But that's just me. I, th- I, I honestly having. Cool. Having seen recreations, it does. The, a lot of them do kind of look like, oh, look, we took the children to paint your own pottery day. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's why I question the recreations. Oh, because like Shots you fired. don't you don't just slap you don't just slap one color on, you know, on like the face and be like, call it a day. Like, you know, the, oh, no, there'd be shading and shading and contouring exists to make yeah. it like the idea is that they were supposed to look lifelike. 
Yeah. And the way that they're carved, they absolutely can look like like they look like like without the color. So. Oh, yeah. And like, anyway, it's not like these were made by scrubs. They were made by like serious artists. Yes. Yeah. Serious 3D printers. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Roman original, 3D. The printer. hammer and chisel, the original 3D printer. Uh, rap em, rap em. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. I had a thought and it has flown away. I recommend okay. watching the we're, Clone we're, Wars as just a, a better way of handling a lot of a lot of the the, the plot and character arcs. That well, like I recommend going uh, almost as long as a lightsaber battle. By Good. Okay. Uh, no, like I, like I say a lot, like a series is very different from a movie because mm-hmm. a series has time to, you know, explore mm-hmm. characters and, and build and allow the characters to have relationships. And it's not like we have to shove everything we possibly can into two hours and also be hyper aware that we need to make toys out of every single scene that you see in the movie. Absolutely. Mm. Though at the same time, like, and I always, like, that's, when I talk about the, the Clone Wars versus versus the movies, I, that, I absolutely use that disclaimer. But at the same time, watching the movie, I mean, I don't know about the other writers in the room here. I'm watching, I'm like, there are like five ways I could have rewritten that dialogue. Like, and someone <laughs> oh, else yeah. could have been, you know, they're, they're like, they, they had access to other screenwriters, just George Lucas didn't want to bother. Like, or this scene. This scene could have been really good, with another couple of passes at the script. And then maybe a better director, but it had neither. I mean, that's the key, is at the end of the day, he was going to be the director, so... Yeah. Oh, the best the best I mean, one is when save this. Padme and Anakin are, oh, but I love you so much. No, I love oh, you God, so no. much. I and I vomited. Be. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Don't, don't let him near romance. There were, there were two, there, there was one thing. Way less 3PO in this movie, and that's great. Because, um, like, 3PO in the original movies is kind of annoying, but, like, whatever. Prequel 3PO, I forgot how fucking aggravating he is. Oh, God. Like, Every line is a joke. 3PO needed to be just thrown under a goddamn steamroller with Jar Jar. Uh, so well, the they fact definitely that, like, put Jar Jar under the steamroller because he oh yeah, line yeah he's like one line in this whole fucking film. Oh yeah, no, he farts and then says "excuse me" or some shit. That was his Aww. big episode well, three. Also, no, even better. There is one when when uh, Anakin gets to the theater for uh, Sith Cirque du Soleil. Sith du Soleil. Anakin like walks by Jar Jar. Who's oh hi? It doesn't even acknowledge him. Just walks right past him. It's like yeah. dead straight. Everyone Maybe Anakin works. is the hero. Considering they should have given Anakin Luke how- to Jar Jar. <laughs> oh no considering how Anakin turns out at the end of this movie it looks like Jar Jar's the one who needs a trip to the burn unit oh, hey, oh, oh. boy alright I'll see wow. myself out wow oh, but yeah wow. less less prequel 3PO good less Jar Jar good way more pan wipes than I could oh, God. fucking stand oh my god stand. so many I was so hyper aware of them this time too <laughs> did, you, there was you, every did you see the grid wipe That's, oh, yes, I, I hated it out. Yeah. Oh, there was a great quote I once saw from Ian McDiarmid about the fact that he had a lightsaber duel in this movie. Well, a couple of them. He said, yeah, I was very surprised. You know, I'm used to just, you know, in the other movies, I was to go like this. And he like held up his hands and the little claw motion and people would fall over. So he was even though it doesn't make sense, I feel like he was terribly excited. Mm. Uh, and you never get a great look at it, but he actually has a very nice lightsaber. Tim <laughs> 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 <Damn> it, Caitlin. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. He could kind of get it, maybe, if he wasn't so evil and twisted. Like, before he goes full ugly, he's all right. For, like, an old man. 
Good for you, Caitlin. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Liz. <laughs> You're in here first, folks. Senator uh, Palpatine, kind of fuckable. I mean, like again, not like on top of my list, but c- consider what I have to work with <laughs> in the rest of this movie. I mean, that's all. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of what you had to work with, Jake wanted to work with something, I think, right? Oh, yeah, Jake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. <clears throat> um, yeah, so I was inspired by this movie. Oh, dear. To write a little a little song I that I want to share with you all. I said those words before. I was inspired by this movie. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, I, and I, like my one concern with doing this is that it might have already been done because it seems so fucking obvious as a parody song that I'm sure sure it's been done um so i if if i'm just copying somebody and you guys know you can just cut this part out but if it's original and interesting anyway so this is uh if you're familiar with the song uh willie mickey and the duke oh i uh, thought you were gonna go we didn't start the fire no (laughs) no um it's uh i only know that song because it was there was an episode of the simpsons many many years ago where homer played on a oh, softball team yeah 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 and, okay uh, that's oh, that song and, and they, okay yes and they did a parody <laughs> they did a parody of the song as part of that now um, i know what song you're talking about so I still um we watched the I, I was talking baseball talking baseball Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw. Yeah, yeah, that, no, that's, that's the Simpsons parody. So this is yes. this is this is my. Uh, it's not very long because I only did the first verse in the chorus. But um, this is uh, this you is my coward. star my this is my song. I title it "Talking Star Wars." Okay, get ready. I have I'm to so I have to, I have to play the karaoke version in my ear so that I can do it sure, right. Sure. So. Uh, the Sith Lords had won it, Darth Sidious had done it, and Yoda read the prophecy all wrong. Luke and Leia had just been born, the younglings would not be mourning down on course on the Imperial March went on plain. We're talking Star Wars. Mace Windu and Kit Fisto talking Star Wars. Kiadi Mundi, Yaddle, Plo Koon, and even Peel. They knew them all from Kashyyyk to Naboo, especially Obi, Qui-Gon, and the Yode. Okay, that's all I did. That's that's that's, that's what you spent ten minutes on this morning. That was I my, guarantee that was... you, no one has done that. So I suggest no talking Star Wars. That's that's I, obvious. You could totally make. Now I'm pretty sure. So I think you need to make a full thing, put a video up, go viral. Okay. Yeah, well, and honestly, too, like, if you find the karaoke track and just play that while, uh, play that on a laptop while recording from your phone, that shit will sound pretty good. I know, because I've done it. I mean, not with that song, but nice. I, I think you should do it. I think you should go for it. I'd love to hear the full version. I'll, I'll, I'll keep working on it then. I, re- I, I had to find a list of the uh, members of the Jedi Council, <laughs> and I found... Uh, and that, so I, I I don't know how much more I could do. So I, I, I tried. I to, ran out of council members. There's much, so many. Much Naboo yeah. about nothing. A, a bunch like if you look between the if you look That's between the, the movies yeah, if you look between the movies like a lot of the council members keep changing. Mm. Uh, I will say just to be sure, I just tried looking up talking Star Wars, and I thought I wanted to look up Tarkin. Uh, uh, so oh, okay. I like Tarkin. 
Mm. Baby Yoda talking plush. And I, I think you're in the clear here. Apparently, right. Tarkin's first name is Vilhuff. That's terrible. Excuse me? Oh, he shows up in Clone Wars, too. Wilhuff? Mm. Oh, interesting. Actually, we saw him briefly at the end of this with a terrible CG mask. Or maybe I was, was wondering if that was supposed to be him it's, with the, yeah, with it's the supposed hairline cheekbones. So bad. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, well, that was that was genuinely fucking delightful, and I want more. And I'm pretty well, thank sure you. no one else thank has you done for, it. Thank you for listening to my uh, my wonderful song. For a second, um, I thought you were talking about the movie, and I, w- I was appalled. And then I realized, yeah, that no, was no. not song delightful. Was that was absolutely... anything but anything but delightful. This film. The delight is tearing it apart with Liz. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, again, if, if, like I said before we were recording, you know, a nice way to clean the palette is just to look up any of the many robot chicken sketches on YouTube. Mm. Um, just any of them or ones pertaining to this movie? Both. I mean, I'd say start with the ones that pertain to this movie because they are there actually is a good one that mocks the whole like Obi-Wan leaving him there to burn thing. There's a great Uriel Poof one, which is why that is our name on Zoom right now. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, watch Clone Wars, like, like Liz said. Yeah, yeah I, I might do that. I might, yeah. I might go and throw money at Disney Plus and finally just have all this shit myself. I will say the, the, the movie that kind of kicks it off, you got to kind of grit your teeth through, but the mm. show itself is better. The show is There's a much... movie Clone Wars? That's yeah. what started. It was a, there was a movie that I think was supposed to originally just be a TV movie, but they released it in theaters instead. Yeah, it was it was originally released on Cartoon Network. It was a whole event on Cartoon Network at the time. Oh snap! Yeah, and you do kind of have to watch it because it does establish some shit that is important later. But a lot of it's about rescuing a baby hut. There's a lot of fart jokes. Just grit your teeth; yeah, it gets better. Yeah, that one was definitely yeah, definitely more child oriented. And isn't the showrunner the guy that runs the Mandalorian? Yes, which is why, like why going back and watching uh, Clone Wars after having seen the Mandalorian, I was like, oh, okay, so this actually this this originated here, and you decided to bring it yep. into the Mandalorian. Okay, interesting. Yep. Ahsoka is the more obvious one that everyone was freaking out about, but there were other like little character moments and plot points and stuff. Yeah. Or even in um, what was it in Rogue One? Forrest Whitaker's character originates yeah. in Clone Wars. Yeah. Saw Guerrero, oh. that's it. Yes, there we go. I always forget his name. I, I was like, it's gonna it's something it's something right on the nose because at least in the original in it, the original appearances in the Clone Wars, I'm like, oh, they're like uh they're like an Afro Latino sort of mixed coded coded character. Alright. He I'll also shows up in um Fallen Order, actually. Oh. Briefly, yeah. Alright. Well some of us have to get a, get on it away from here and go to the fish fish strip of Soleil. Yeah. So. Well, thank you for joining us for Star to Steer Her By, uh, Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, or if you like what you heard and you think to yourself, I'd love to know what they think about Star Trek. Good news. <laughs> That's usually what we talk about. Uh, we'll be returning to Star Trek in just a couple weeks. Uh, but next week, we're going to talk about Star Trek episode... Star Wars... Nope. Wow, nope. That was not on purpose. Star Wars episode seven, The Force Awakens? Yeah, yep. it's the last Star Wars we still have to cover. Mm. Yeah. And sort of a weird going... Oh, I should have joined you guys for that one. ...backwards and all over the place. Uh, so yeah, we'll talk about that shit. Uh, we'll get to meet all our friends, Ray and Poe Dameron and... Hmm. 
Finn and BB-8 and yeah, it's going to be a time. It's going to happen. And the meantime, Princess Leah. Princess Leah's in that movie. Good old Princess Leah. Han, and Han Solo and Chewbacca. Oh, God, and Kylo Ren. How could I forget? Oh, oh yeah. Our best friend. Ky- Kylo Ben. Yeah, the guy Kylo, looks like Kylo cats. friend. Kylo friend. Ah. And his epic temper tantrum is in this episode. Oh, and we get to see uh, Daniel Craig dressed as a stormtrooper. Yeah. Everything is going to mm-hmm. be, it's going to all be coming uh, oh, up fucking Captain roses. Plasma? Captain yep. Plasma's Yay. in this one? Yep, Captain Plasma. Underused. So much. God, and then uh, fucking junked. Literally. Such bullshit. Oh, uh, and what's, uh, what the, I'm the spy. What's that guy's name? Oh, Hux. Hux. Lieutenant Hux, Huxley. Hux? He's the one uh, that the in the ginger. third movie goes, I'm the spy. <laughs> so yeah, we all we all knew Hux. Oh, right. Hux, the little ginger Nazi. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right, right, right. Yeah. So we'll do that. Uh, in the meantime, though, if you, uh, if you if this if this podcast is like us, the only thing you have going on in your life <laughs> and you need something between weeks. Aside from a humongous backlog wherein we've talked about all the Star Treks from the original series up through uh, Deep Space Nine, including the animated series. Oh, wow. Why did we do that? Star Trek we hate refused so to acknowledge during their recent 55th anniversary. <laughs> Son bench. Like they highlighted literally every series, not TAS. Yet they keep making like... references to it in Lower Decks. So many. That's so the fans can wink. Well, or so they can try to get the stupid children into it, maybe. I don't know. Actually, no. Lower Decks no. isn't for stupid children, is no. it? No. No. All right. Lower Decks just makes fun of those, those aspects. It's for of the stupid adults. It's a long sex scene. I don't know. There's a BEM thing in it. Anyway, uh, you can check out our old episodes, or you can follow us on Facebook, where you can find us by searching for a start as Dear Her By. We are on Twitter and Tumblr at SSHB Podcast. You can visit our website, www.sshbpodcast.com. Oh, and I forgot to mention that you can find the podcast itself where all fine podcasts are sold. That is to say Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, I think I didn't say. Um, yeah, so check that out. Give us a subscribe. Give us a give us a five-star rating, you know, maybe, if you feel up to it. But definitely join us next week. We'll get through this Star Wars thing together. Yeah, we're going out Remember- with a bang for, for a big, big Star Wars finale. Remember in the beginning when this sort of sounded like a fun idea to do these movies? Because now Ugh, it just really feels like torture. fucking homework. Um, but it'll I, all be I over soon. Thank Jesus. Because we had done some of we, we'd been doing them as they came out in theaters and realized, yeah. oh, we should do all of them. Oh, and they're done doing that. They're not no, coming out no. in theaters anymore for the time being. So that's probably for the best. Yeah, Yo, it definitely is. Yeah. Do the series. The series are where it's at. More it's Mando. Incredible. It's incredible to think that they even ever made the sequel series, considering how shit the prequel series was. Like, money. No, we'll get into that next week. How does that even happen? Money, well, money, know, money, but... money, money. Nice. We're all beautiful. This has been Caitlin. This has been Jake. This has been Uriel Poof. This has been Ames. Oh, and this is Liz. And Liz. Thanks for coming, Liz. Thanks for having Thanks me for along for this uh, cinematic ma- masterpiece. Give us, give us your best Vader. No, Liz. No.